Are you willing to sacrifice your life? This is row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a card? You get COVID? It's over. COVID said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. I'm going to, okay? Kata, I love you. Can't wait to see you. Alright? <laughs> Luck is for dudes. Oh, there is no one on that Broncos team that I love more right now than Vaughn Miller. That man is an absolute goddamn legend. He could come into my house and fuck my wife, and I would say thank you very much, sir. Man to man? I don't know. The mayor of New Orleans. <laughs> Basically came out twirling the umbrella like fuck Drew Brees and his wife. Who'd you like, rather have sex with? We would be. I'm an island boy. I, I'm like this island boy. I picture Joey now on every Sunday watching Teddy Two Gloves like that SpongeBob meme where he's like dried out with the eyes fucking like bloodshot. Like, Ooh yeah. That's the stuff, baby. You Don't shake my bones and you rattle my balls. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Phil? Block block. You shake my balls and you rattle my balls. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. Whatever the words are. I, I love that. I love that. I had an argument at work uh, on Friday uh, with one of my buddies. Better soundtrack, Days of Thunder or, or Top Gun? Uh, that's a matter of preference. Well, see, my argument was that Days of Thunder's score was mostly originally composed by Hans Zimmer. They didn't have a ton of uh, music in the film. Well, that's that's what I'm going for. That Hans like, Zimmer, epic masterpieces for, like, ex- exact moments. And you see, like, a Hans... If you listen, if you watch a movie first and then listen to the Hans Zimmer soundtrack after... You know exactly where in the movie that, that was. Bingo. Yes. But you listen to music, I mean, unless you listen to the Highway to the Danger Zone, you think of Top Gun, everything else, you're like, oh, that's just a regular song. Yeah, right, exactly. So it's just like, they use like some cheesy 80s songs, and it was like, you take my breath away, and you're like, oh, God, this song sucks. Like, and, you know, Kenny Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, fairly overrated song. The only reason anybody really likes it is because of of Top Gun. But... Uh, another Top Gun song uh, that you lost that love and feeling part when they're all in the bar just singing it. You lost that love and feel like over and over. Not again. a great song. Not a great song, but everyone remembers it because right. of that part. Exactly. And then you shake my balls because you rattle my balls. Dun, 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 dun. First of all, that should be the words because if you, if like 30 <laughs> or 40 of you are at a bar drinking, singing together, you can throw whatever lyrics you want out and people are going to be like, that song is the best. You're like, oh, I love this song. Oh, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. It is July the 26th, 2022. Last Tuesday before football's back. No, football's back. Training camp's open today. Mm, Training camp starts today. Everybody, almost everybody kicks off today, if not, what, tomorrow? Tomorrow. Most of tomorrow. Today was... Tomorrow and Thursday. Today was check-in. Today was like, get your ass here, weigh in. Listen, football's back, baby. Football is back. And not a moment too goddamn soon. I could not be more fucking stoked about the NFL returning because for the first time in seven years, me, as a Denver Broncos fan, has something to look forward to. First time in seven years. It's been a long seven years. Okay? Listen, like, I, I like the Lakers and the Broncos. Okay, we really don't go that long without, like, you know, doing something. 
at least being relevant. I mean, hey, I, I'm lucky to be in, in New England and Boston right now. Honestly, if this show took place in the 90s, I'm probably a miserable brick <laughs> yeah. human being. I'm like, here comes Mo Vaughn, you fat shit. Hey, Mo Vaughn was the goddamn man. I know, but then they didn't win anything. Right I know. I That's what I mean. Like, You're like that fucking Nomar prick. Uh, but thank you for joining us. It is First of all, happy Snowman Day, everybody. Oh, yeah. Today... July 26, 2005, is the day that Young Jeezy dropped his debut solo album, Thug Motivation 101. As most of you know, it is the Snowman album. As you can see, it is depicted here on my shirt, the logo. Uh, It's been all Jeezy all day for me. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I've gone through every album, every mixtape. Every variation of every album, of every mixtape. To me, that the, the Snowman album was the last great, truly great gangster rap album that was ever released. Because Nothing after Thug Inspiration, which came out in 2006, and The Recession, no disrespect to those albums, great albums. Nothing banged harder than Thug Motivation 101. When I put that CD in for the first time, and I heard it on two 12-inch subwoofers. And my eardrums rattled for hours. And blood. It was amazing. It was one of the most amazing experiences. It was, one of, it was, it was the end of the gangster rap era, which had seen the likes of Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, 50 Cent, the whole G-Unit crew, Mob Deep. Uh, had, it had been resurgent. At that point, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 3-6 became relevant again. You know, Slim Thug, Paul Wall. Like, there was just, there was so much good T.I., ludicrous. There was so much good gangster rap that back then in the early 2000s that it was impossible not to name somebody that you didn't like. You know, like, you just, you didn't dislike anybody. You just liked other people more. But Jeezy was kind of the final album that came out that you were like, oh, my God, this is it. I mean, think about it with Jada and the locks. I, I mean, like, like Styles P, Gangster and Gentleman. That that's up there with me for me. That's up there with Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets. Really? Oh yeah, that's in like my top five. Like, it's basically Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Justice, Gangster and Gentleman, the Black Album. Like, it just wedges its way in there because it's one of the greatest albums of all time. Styles P is still still out there killing it. Jade is still killing it. I mean, we watched the uh, the versus thing with uh, with, uh, with with Dipset and and the Locks last summer, and it was fucking amazing. Jada just came out and stole the show. These guys were great, but Jeezy was the last dude that really did it and went hard in the paint for gangster rap. And it was the end of an era. It was really the last time that you saw somebody who did that that style of hip hop as well as he did, and he's still doing it. Still putting out good stuff, but man, the Snowman album, Thug Motivation 101. Ugh. When was the last time he came out with something? Um, I think he just came out with something actually like a year or two ago. Like no. during COVID, no I think way. he came out with one. Yeah, Really? He's been dropping a lot. Of, he's got a lot of albums. Like if you go through his discography on, uh, let me, I'll, I'll pull Shit, it up right now. I didn't now. know that. Yeah, it's, but the thing is, is that that kind of rap isn't like cool anymore. It's all about mm. these mumble rappers and like Migos and people are more concerned with the beats than they are with the actual rap, and Jeezy always went hard on the beats. Like, that was one of his there's, there's no things more he was known anymore. for. Like, the lyrics, like, no one cares about Dude, the there's lyrics. no flow. There's no flow, and it's just like, dude, like, I, I, listen, you can have the hardest beats, you can have the hardest shit, whatever, but if your flow sucks, it's, over. It, it's just not even a point. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, duh, 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 duh. 
Skirt. That's everything. And that's all it is. And I'm like, that's fucking trash, bro. Anybody that tells me they listen to six. The Recession 2 came out in 2020. Uh, He had 2020 Pyrex Vision, uh, 2019, 17, 16, 15, 14, 14. Um, Seen It All was great, the autobiography. That was actually a really dope album. I got that one. So uh, anyway, Jeezy Day today. It was Jeezy Day for me. So I got going. You know what I forgot? I forgot how much harder my system in my car bangs when you put a, a compact disc in as opposed to Bluetooth. You know what? It's really funny you should say that. I forgot I had an old school, um, I think I had, what the fuck was in my car? I think it was a Treyu. I had a, a, yeah. a okay, you know who Treyu yeah, is, of course. Right. Yeah. I had that CD in my car, and I must have been there for years, and I just totally forgot. And one day I accidentally hit CD, and it starts playing a Treyu, and it was so loud. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, I am old, and I have not done this since, like, pre-baby, pre-son. <laughs> so now I'm like, holy shit, this is loud. And then I'm like, am I too old to listen to it this loud? And I'm like, do I get the bad perception? So I'm like, turn it up a little. And then when I come up to a red light, I'm like, turning it down. <laughs> listen, like, <laughs> brother, I, 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 banged out, I banged out to the uh, – I went, I went through the Snowman album, and then I went through uh, the, the, the Inspiration, the second album, the 06 album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I banged out to all of them, all of them. I did the mixtapes, the Trap of Dime mixtape, which I have. Uh, Can't Ban the Snowman. I went through all of them. Mm, and mm. Uh, there was like, I mean, dude, I'm going back. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I forgot all about Slick Puller. I forgot all about these dudes. Like, this was some fucking shit. Like, and you got Bun B on everything. Next thing you know, I'm flipping through, like, old school, like, mix CDs that I made. And I'm like, what the fuck was on this? I put it in. I'm like, oh, my God. Forget all about these songs. You do, because that's just the way it is. You yeah. get older, and then, like, you have, like, this, like... Like I even stumbled, on, I even stumbled upon some like I guess you would characterize. I don't know. I know EDM people are weird, but I just call it all techno. <laughs> and there was like some fucking techno songs on there. I was like, nah, you can't Oh say yeah, techno I remember anymore. this song. Techno yeah, is no, like early two thousand. We're, we're too old for techno. Yeah, it's way too old. Nobody listened to techno. Uh, techno Viking. But yeah, oh dude, Techno Viking <laughs> was a fucking. That was like one of the original memes. I know. Well, yeah, the original like viral videos. Yeah. I wonder how old that guy's probably like almost fifty. Now. What ever happened to Techno Viking? Probably killed somebody. He was very intimidating. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to, well, I'm going to have to look that up after the show. But welcome, everybody. Joey Fats Radio, Row 1C1 Live, right here on the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. We've got a lot to get into tonight. Uh, we've got Kevin Durant drama heating up with Boston. We've got David Ortiz hitting the Hall of Fame, being immortalized in more ways than one. We'll get into that. We'll get into NFL training camps. You have a shocked look on your face, so I'm going to... Hold on, let you read whatever you're reading. Uh, we'll get into Aaron Rodgers' getup when he got to uh, when he got to where he was going today. Uh, looking, you know, he's it's his thing now. He just, you know, he uh, he does his 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 training camp entrance look. Last year he had the glasses with like the the like eight bit office shirt on or whatever. Yep. yep. Uh, Kyler Murray got paid. We'll talk about that, and we have a lot of opinions. Sean's got a great Sean's got a great point on that. I'll leave it for him after when we get to it. Uh, big WWE news: Vince McMahon forced to resign. He retired. He retired. He's forced to resign. Yes, but then I'm all about it because that means Hunter takes over. Hunter Hearst Helmsley or Paul Levesque, his real name, take o- takes over everything. Now. Triple Cre- H, creative. Triple H. For those who are not in the Triple N- H, WWE. He's, he's over creative hiring, firing. He does it all. It's his show. 
And let me tell you, when he ran NXT like three, four years ago, it was the best shit out there. Because it was all like, it was like a little bit of Attitude Era, plus like modern wrestling. Yeah. So he would like push the boundaries. He'd be like, oh, there's a lesbian. Maybe she's into this guy. Anyway, they fight about it. And then he's like, all right, we're going to push off a little bit. Like, so it's not like, it's not like full on Attitude Era, but it's not like current PG era. Right. Which is nice because, you know, everybody agrees that the Attitude Era was the best era, I think. I don't think anybody... it goes between Attitude Era and Golden Era, depending on your age. Because Golden Era is the Hogan's, and that's considered like a ve- like how wrestling started was Hogan, like the Hogan timeline. Right. It was Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Macho Warrior, Macho Man, the Ultimate Warrior, Jake the Snake, Sergeant Slaughter, Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um. Fucking the Von Erich family before they all died tragically. Um, Dusty Rhodes. Du- the American Dream. Dusty Rhodes. Shit, there's so many guys I can He's go to right now. Coming, Dude, that was so fun. The night, the night you played, Working we, we watched WrestleMania here in your basement, and Joey fooled me so bad when we were watching Cody Rhodes fight Seth Rollins, and Cody Rhodes wins, and you automatically started playing that song, and I was like, holy shit, they're playing his dad's music, and you're like, nah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, because we were listening to it on my phone. It actually just came on. That was actually one of the more, like, Define intervention things of all time because that it was just random. it just came on at three at at when he got, one, when he got pinned two three he's just a common man but it fits so well like, I was like holy shit like, whoa what the fuck and I, I didn't even realize it at first and I then I looked was, and I was like oh no it was just on my every song you've ever listened to playlist because you know he you know, that, that was Super Bowl Eve right was that Super Bowl Eve no WrestleMania yeah wasn't that Super Bowl Eve this no, year no that's WrestleMania was March end of March early April. Oh, was that my? That was my wife's birthday party. That's yeah, wife's was. birthday party. That's yes. different. Got it. Um, but the uh, the WrestleMania thing uh, was was really cool because his dad, American Dream. Yeah. His his moniker now is American Nightmare because ah. it's the son. So I was like, ah. ah. So when when, they, when you played that song, I was like, no way, that's crazy. And, I don't know, that's and it wasn't. It just happened to work out for us, which yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was a very special moment for us in the basement at Le Fonton Fats. <laughs> if you will. Uh, 774-992-8702 is the phone number. Give us a call if you want to get in on some of this action. Uh, we're going to go all, we're, we're all up in it tonight. We're going to do, we're not doing full-blown NFL predictions. Those don't come till Labor Day. You all know that. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Because uh, like, you never know with injuries and Well, that's the thing. We and... gotta, you got to wait till training camp's over. I haven't seen anybody yet. I don't know what these rookies look like. I don't know what anything looks like. And, you know, I know preseason isn't always like, oh, my God. You can so tell this team's going to be nice. But you can always tell if something's wrong. You know, like if, if things don't look good. You know, I, I'm curious. Teams I'm curious to see in the preseason. Uh, I'm very curious. Obviously, my Broncos ain't number one. I want to see mm-hmm. how Russell Wilson has developed with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Pat, Tim Patrick, and K.J. Hamler, mm-hmm. who did start on the pup list but will be playing. Uh, Randy Gregory, who I keep forgetting that we even signed. Uh yeah, but it's old Randy yeah, Gregory. But he'll be he'll be ready for week one. Him and Va- him and Bradley Chubb will be. I almost said Von Miller. Him and Bradley Chubb should be fucking lights out, which is going to be awesome. Um, but then the bigger stories, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the Raiders look like with Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr and, and Devontae Adams. You know, I want to see how Tyreek Hill looks in Miami. I want to see how the Chiefs look without Tyreek Hill. I'm looking forward to seeing your guy Mac Jones, and just in the limited action that he's going to see because he got. A lot of praise this week. Uh, a lot of praise this morning. This morning from Which, Bill Belichick. Wait, people went back. People who are crazy, crazier than I am about the Patriots went back and they said, 
this is only one of two times Bill Belichick has ever praised somebody the day before training camp. The, can you name the other person? I'll give you a shot in the dark. Not, it's never been Brady. Praise somebody the day before training camp. Praise somebody, praise somebody for their offseason work ethic, how great they look, how in shape they were, how, how – um, because they already said he's already mastered this year's playbook hmm. from Patricia and Judge, and he's already giving his input saying, I think we should get rid of this and do this. Was it a skill position player? It was not. Okay, that's going to make it a lot harder then. Um, it's good. It's, 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 Adalis it's, Thomas? No, but that's a really good guess. Uh, thinking who would play in front of a Dallas? Well, Dallas played Vince Wilfork. It was not Wilfork. Close. Go to the left. Was it our guy Jarvis Green? No, I wish it was Jarvis Green too. Big name got traded at the end of his career, like everybody else. Willie. Nope. Oh, Seymour. Seymour. Right, bingo. Duh. That's it. Only I was Seymour outside and left. Yeah. Two thousand. The season before the two thousand three season, he said Seymour has been. He said he said all this stuff. He's like he's been in the weight room. He's intelligent. He looks stronger. He's faster. He's he's more caught. And and Richard Seymour went on to have an unbelievable two thousand and three season. Yeah, he was arguably the MVP of that team. Well, no, yeah, that defense right through the Super Bowl, and then the whole Mount Washington when yeah, they brought in Ted, Ted Washington. Washington. My God, he was unbelievable for the next two years. Even the two thousand and four Super Bowl, Richard Seymour was un- oh, he unstoppable. Was, he was the best. The best three four end in the game. Well, though that that I mean, you could say, oh three, oh four, even oh five, six, seven. He was un- until he went to the Raiders. Really, he was just he was unbelievably good. Even in the first two years in the Raiders, he was still good. The most one of the most, if not the most, technically sound three four end, maybe to ever play the game. And he never gets the recognition that he deserves because nope. he was an end in a three four. Because he wasn't a, he wasn't a stat monster. He wasn't either. right, and he did what he was supposed to do. And that's why the Patriots constantly had a defense ranked in the top three every single year. But Belichick this morning, for those who haven't heard, went on a two-and-a-half-minute rant praising Mac Jones. And that, for me, was eye-opening. First of all, I was like, first of all, don't get me this excited, Bill. Because if he comes out and has an average season, I'm going to be very upset. Sean, what have I been telling you all of I know. I the know. Patriots are going to be so much better than people are even beginning to give them credit for. And it pisses me the fuck off because you guys are going to have no, you're going to have one shit season of Cam Newton, and that's going to be it. So you're going to be, you're going to be like, oh man, it's one crappy season of Cam Newton and Mac Jones. And oh my God, <laughs> we missed the playoffs. This has got so fire. Belichick. Oh my God. And then you got some fucking loser up there going, hey, you know, if we had Wes Welka and some Sam Summer and maybe a little bit of Cheddar, this would be better. You know, Mac Jones doesn't have any cheddar on his ball. That's the problem. And you're like, Dude, shut the fuck up. Like, what do you, you know? I was, I was this, never worried about the arm Mac strength. Jones is going to be better than Tua. He's going to be better than fucking Zach Wilson. Although I'm really, really rooting for Zach Wilson now. Um, Dude, a lot of people are. That's freaking hilarious. Listen, Mac Jones, Josh Allen. This could finally be like the... AFC East rivalry that we've been waiting for for 20-something years that we just never got because nobody ever stepped to the plate and challenged Brady. Fair enough. Josh Allen, though, I'm going to say it once again. Dude's going to stop running. I'm telling you, I that think- clock... Is 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 can't be last for? I know he's a big boy. I know, but he is a freak, dude. And, and the thing is, because I thought about this the other day while I was cutting the grass, hand to God, mm-hmm. I'm listening to... I don't even remember what I was. I think I was. I think I was on my master of puppets kick that day, so I was going through all my Metallica stuff, and I was thinking about Josh Allen for some reason. And I'm cutting the grass, and I'm in my backyard, and I'm mowing the grass. And I'm just like, he does need to stop running because you know he's he's going to end up like Cam Newton, 
You know, that's, where, ex- that's my exact comparison. And, and two things, and then I corrected myself and I said, there's two things that are different between him and Cam Newton. One, he's not the mental midget that Cam Newton is. Josh Allen actually cares about winning, and Josh Allen actually cares about putting in the time to win. Josh Allen's not out there looking at hats and capris and worrying about Flying fashion to Paris. and fashion shows and all this. So the Cam Newton was Agreed. way more focused on everything else. Cam Newton was the epitome of the guy that's just like, look. I'm going to show up and do what I do. And when that stops working, it's That's done. It. Yep. And that was what Cam Newton was. And I said that from day one when he came into the league. I nailed his ass. The only thing I was wrong about Cam Newton was he made, he made it past my five-year prediction. Yes. Only slightly. Had a, had a great career. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was a good career. I wouldn't say great. It was good. Well, he's great. He has great numbers overall. I mean, he never won anything. He got to the Super Bowl, though. He did carry that team to a Super Bowl by himself. He did have an MVP season. Yes, he I did. get it. You know, but whatever. They, he got stomped out by the Broncos in the Super Bowl, and it was an embarrassing loss for him. I mean, I'm not putting him top 10 all time. I'm not even putting him top 15 or 20 all time. God, no. But I'm saying, like, still great numbers. Still great Jesus great Christ, stats. I could name 15 guys better than him right now. That's what now. I'm saying. That's why I said 15, and then I jumped to 20. Yeah, um, even 20. Josh Allen. Is he even top 32 all time? Is he even the best quarterback to ever play for the Panthers? Yes. He's the best quarterback to ever play for the Panthers. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just saying. After that is Jake DeLome. I don't care. I'm Jake the fucking snake, bro. Jake the snake did kind of the same shit that he did, just stands the MVP. He did. Got him to a Super Bowl. Got and you know Bowl. what? Almost the Panthers, won. The Panthers were in that Super Bowl until John Casey decided to dick biff it out of bounds. Fucking retard. God, I fucking hate him for that. Um, it's not his fault. I get it is, but it... I, I, Usa. Anyhow, Josh Allen, he's he's got the mental capacity beyond Cam Newton. He's not where, and I'm not saying Cam Newton's stupid or he can't learn. That's not what I'm getting at at all. What I'm saying is that he's not, Cam Newton was closer to Paxton Lynch than he was Peyton Manning. Let's put it that way. Yes. Okay. The second thing was, Josh Allen gets calls that Cam Newton never did. Yes, he does. When Josh Allen takes off running, even though he's a big dude, similar build to Cam Newton, he runs, Cam Newton will get crushed, and the refs will be like, Meh. for whatever reason. I don't know why. I don't get it. Maybe it was because he was a fucking arrogant asshole, and everybody hated him. And the refs, hmm. Oh, they're like, oh, well, this is a white quarterback taking off running. Well, isn't this a novelty? You're not supposed to be running. Like he's not supposed to be running at all. Look at him. He's like galloping like a gazelle. Some of through the plains of Africa. But you are you are very right that Josh Allen gets a lot of calls, which is just not a lot of calls, but a lot of calls that Cam Newton didn't. I'm just saying in a that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So because I don't think Josh Allen gets a lot of calls. I don't think he gets favorable treatment from the refs or anything like that. I'm just saying he gets he gets more of those flags than Cam Newton ever could have dreamed of. I remember the season opener in 2016 in Denver, and Cam Newton got I mean lit. The Annihilated fuck up, and the refs are just like, "Stop running, like, faggot!" Yeah, like, it's like, sucks to suck. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what defense you're going up against, right? And you're just you're gonna do okay, like, and he just he. But there was a couple of times during that game where I was like, "Ooh," I'm like, I, mean, I think it was a keep to leave. Was it to or TJ Ward that hit him in op- on opening night? And I was like, "Oh, that's 15." And there was nothing, and I'm like. He's dead. I mean, yes, I, that's how football should be played. But according to the rules, that should be 15 yards. Mm-hmm. 
and whoever it was should have been one step closer to being ejected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't call it, and I was I was all for it. Still am all for it. I wish we could go back to that. We never will because this league is soft, and you know we can't. You know, fo- you know we, we were trying to legislate violence out of football mostly because the players ruined it, um, but also because the players had a gripe. I, I won't say they ruined it um, with their concussion lawsuit. Because the NFL should have taken better care of the players, you know, given the billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars that they make. They should have, and they did they, they should and could, could and should take better care of their players. I'll always be player first when it comes to that. Um, but that concussion lawsuit changed football as we knew it. It was just, that was the end of, that. that was the beginning of the end of football. Yes, and it allowed the doorway to be open of, like, what they should allow in football games and what they shouldn't, like... Now you reconsider, should we do kickoffs? Should we do this? Um, moving the where the kickoffs are from to reduce the amount of kickoff returns. Yep. Like they, they do all these small things. Um, when a, a running back, a running back, you can't have your head all the way down anymore. It has to be sub, slight, somewhat But up. they never call that. It's hard to call. In real it, I know. And that's the thing. But they, they, they put these rules in and they try to legislate these violent hits out. And they put these rules in and all it does is just open up the, the door. Like you said, open up the doorway for more gray area. Yes. So there's more subjective calls. Always. More bullshit. More dumb shit that you're like, and there oh, is something. okay, I don't know. Was that a penalty? Could be. Couldn't be. Now we're moving more into NBA territory than we are NFL territory. Bingo. And we have still seen, we have still not seen plays in which... Discussions will discussions will happen that will change rules going forward. Something will happen where a quarterback will be standing up, get hit, and they'll make a new rule of it. It's bound to happen. Well, we saw it two times in recent memory with Tom Brady and Terrell Owens, where they changed the rules because of two players getting hurt. There's another. There's another one too. There's three. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. What's going on, brother? Durant, happy Jeezy Day, brother. Happy Jeezy Day, brother. You know all those uh, all those Jeezy Snapchats I'd be sending you. Oh hell yeah, kid! He's the real he's the realest ever. Do it, Mister Seventeen Five. Y'all know the name. Absolutely. Now I wanted to call quick because uh, they actually did call that on my boy Josh Jacobs last year. Uh, he literally chucked the dude off the TV screen. And uh, oh yeah. I've seen it called before, but it's not. But all it's the time. but it's rare. You, you see it happen four, five, six times a game, and you're like, Meh. well, if we're calling this by the letter no, of the absolutely. law, that's a foul. Absolutely. But they only call it, like, once in a great while. It's almost like one of those things they call just to remind everybody that, like, hey, you know, we're here. We're here to do this fair. Like okay? holding, yeah. holding. Just holding right. all the and time. And like they do on the hits, you know, they go on, you know, let's be real. They're going on if it's vicious or not. If well, it's vicious, the flag's coming up. Listen, if you're, if you're a, uh, a skill position player and you get hit by a defensive player no matter what position they play – if it's a big hit and you hear the audience, the, the audience go, oh, like, like a big groan, the referees throw the flag every time. Even if the guy yeah, hops absolutely. right up and even if the dude hops absolutely. right back up and he goes right back to the huddle, they're going to be like, oh, that was, you know, spiteful or malicious. And the guy's like, I'm just hitting him to stop him from the play going on. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. It, it sucks. Yeah. But uh, Durant, it is, I think, most of the Raiders players, I think, checked in this morning. Uh, I think their training camp starts Thursday, or is it tomorrow? Um, I think you might be right on the Thursday. I believe Thursday, everyone reports. Yes, Thursday's the last day. Thursday's for... the last day, but I think uh, whatever reason, probably the heat in Las Vegas, whatever it is, but I think the Raiders are like check-in today, tomorrow, and their first practice is Thursday. How you feeling? 
day or two before the Raiders get their first practice in? Uh, pretty good. I mean, most people would think I'm looking at the offense, but I'm, I'm trying to keep an eye on the defense and see, you know. Um, oh, no, you the, know Raiders, added, the Raiders uh, are already there. Oh, they're already starting? July 20th, the Raiders reported. Veterans. July wow. 18th was rookies. July 20th was veterans. That's right. Yeah, we knew this last week. Yeah, but yes, I think because, Thursday, like yeah. Sean was saying, I think the whole team reports. On no, 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 Thursday. it was it was like last it was, it was last Thursday because I remember they were uh, I remember, uh, but not practice though. I remember listening to the radio last week because they were one of the first teams to open up. Yeah, but not yeah, practicing. I think us in Jacksonville. Yeah, you guys early. are the first two. It was last Thursday. Well, I got a Thursday, but you were right. Yeah, you, but, were, um, you were wrong. You were just <laughs> I was wrong. But I was off by a week. Yeah, no, I mean, um, getting back to Sean's question, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the defense. You know, we added uh, Rockus in from the Colts in the trade last year for Nagakwe. Uh, we added Anthony Everett, uh, Baltimore's corner. Um, we have Trayvon Mullen who's hurt right now, but I feel like the corner room is decent. I mean, if you put on the tape of uh, Averett last year with Baltimore, I mean, th- there's, there's plays of him, you know, manning up with Tyreek Hill, man to man. It's, uh, you know, looks like it'll be all right. So, um, and then, of course, you know, you got Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, going to be rushing the passer for us next year. Um, I can't believe I should have Chandler Jones. That's so fucking funny. See, my thing with the Raiders, Casey, my thing with Casey. the Raiders defense is I don't, I don't, I don't know how they're going to stop the run. And I think that's going to be their undoing. They got you got two good pass rushers, and you got a decent back uh, backside. Denzel Perriman was a beast last year for but, us. He got racked up a bunch of tackles, got the Pro Bowl nod. I know, but weren't uh, they weren't they dead last against the run in the league though, or like 29th? Uh we were pretty bad against stopping the stopping the run, but he he was he was a big part of uh, you know giving up. Really, really big place. We I mean, had a Perry, lot of tackles, Perry, Perryman but, in a vacuum is a great player. I like. I actually, I, I like mean, Denzel Perryman a lot. Carolina six round pick for him, and he got, he comes and makes the Pro Bowl last year. I yeah, mean, no, I like him as a player. That's, that's I a just score. don't know. That's I a score for you know a I team that's that been unit. lacking defense for a while. I just uh, I'm I'm debating when I think you're going to call in and just be sick of Josh McDaniels. I'm going to say it's your first year, so there's going to be a honeymoon period. But I'm telling you, by like week twelve. You're gonna have you're gonna see Derek Carr. Uh, that's under- about when I started getting sick of him. Yeah, so you're gonna see Derek Carr be on the straight rhythm, just pass, completion, 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 and then Josh is gonna be like, you know what, guys, we're gonna go out, we're gonna run three straight runs, and then we're gonna punt it. And it's gonna kill all the motivation on offense, and you're gonna be like, why the fuck yeah. did we do that? And I mean, I'll I'll call it how it is. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll give Joey the credit on the Gruden stuff. You know, I mean, as much as I love Gruden and I loved his old school philosophy, and you know, he wanted you know, smash mouth football and all that, you know, I don't think he was fit for the position he got. You know, I don't think he should have been making draft pick calls. I don't think, you know, I think some of his play calling was questionable. So I like Gruden. to give Joey some credit. I mean, I love Gruden, but, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't the best option. You know, some of his, you know, play calling and, you know, draft, you know, guys he drafted, it was all questionable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's revisionist history, well, revision, though. Like, right, yeah. but I mean, some of us first guessed it, you know. Well, I'm, but we, we got to give credit where credit's due. Truth. We draft Max Crosby in the fourth round. We get Hunter Renfro in the fifth round. But weren't those weren't you those uh, weren't those Mike Mayock guys though? Probably weren't Mike. Like well, I, I feel like that, that's going back to yeah. See, so they said Gruden was supposedly rumors had it that Gruden was making the first round picks, and then Mayock was doing the later rounds. 
which kind of makes sense because we drafted some of these guys. Like, you got really good Damon players in the later rounds. Henry Ruggs, Alex Leatherwood in the first round. I mean, guys are all kind of yeah. bogus. Yeah, and uh, the later yeah. round picks turned out great for us. I, I mean, look the, at the, Nate Hobbs. This the year, Rugs, fifth round pick. The Rugs thing. I don't. The, I don't. He was a top rookie corner for us last year. He I don't know if great. you can. I don't know if you can fault Gruden so much for the Rugs thing. I mean, was he the, was he the best receiver on the board? I mean, over when you talk about was it Jefferson? No, Judy, I wanted Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb. All the receivers on the board at that point. Yeah, I wanted Ceedee Lamb. I, I don't think. I, I, I don't. Pissed. I don't think. I don't. I don't think Rugs was the was anybody's number one at that point. But at the same time, it's not like Gruden could have foreseen him, you know, killing somebody DUI. To say the least, I think we still missed on that pick, though, Joe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, no, I agree. I, it, I agree 100%. Proved it too. He had like 400 yards and two touchdowns. I, I, I agree. I, I think that guys like Jefferson and all these other guys balling out and Ruggs is bogus. But so. yeah, it was a bad it was a bad pick. But I still I, I still think like Ruggs would have been a viable receiver in the league had he not fucked up and got landed himself in jail you know what i mean like yeah. i still think he was a good talent i just was he was he the the number one receiver in the draft talent hell no we all knew that yeah. we were sitting here but watching I mean, the draft like what the fuck is that yeah <laughs> and i was so, gassed I mean, getting back getting back to sean's original question though i mean i feel pretty good you know we listen we have Derek carr and cars in the driver's seat of this team that's all there is to it so i mean I don't think, I don't think McDaniel's is is going to be as bad as you guys might be thinking. You know, I, I think yeah, McDaniel's is going to draw up his plays, but Derek Carr is going to have the freedom to change plays and you know do what he does. He's done it. He's done it year in and year out. I, I worry that if the 49ers actually do cut Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have two choices. He's going to first to go see if uh, Seattle will make him a starter. And then if Seattle's not going to make him a starter, he's going to have to choose a backup. I wonder if he's going to try to go to McDaniels, who really helped him uh, the, the first part of his career, and try to go be a backup in, in Oakland. Oakland, God damn it. In Vegas. In Vegas. It'll always it. be Oakland, God I, damn I think it. McDaniels knows. I think, I think he knows what he has in Derek Carr. Ugh. I think he knows as much as I know. I, I hope you're and, right. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I'll leave it at that. Because he I had, thought, I thought he had he, Jay Cutler, and I he's said, like, I, get this guy out of here. I thought he knew what he had in Jay Cutler, too, and he, just, uh, and he decided Kyle Orton was going to be better for that. Uh, he makes he yeah, makes weird that, decisions. Yeah, but sometimes. Derek Carr is different, man. Derek Derek Carr is probably the hungriest quarterback in the NFL right now. He's I think he's hungrier than any of the other thirty-one guys. He may not be the best guy. That's fair to say, absolutely. But and I think my guy's clutch, man. I mean, and considering the situations he's been in, I mean, we're gonna see now. You know, his best wide receiver he's ever had was Amari Cooper. Let's put that into perspective. Yeah, you know, that's shit. the best guy he's had. He's had to go through it with guys like, I mean, which he actually did good with Aguilar. I would say I would I would argue Hunter Renfro is the best receiver he's ever had. Now, no, I, mean, I would argue that. Yeah, I don't yeah, Hunter, Hunter Renfro is better than Cooper. Yeah, I would say yeah, definitely. But I would say like Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams is the best receiver should, he's ever had. Should period, put up good story. numbers for him this year. I think the Raiders' offense is going to be fine. I don't think the Raiders' offense is going to miss a beat. I think they're actually going to be better than they were last year. That being said, that defense gives me a lot of pause, and I think the Raiders are – I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to throw out an official prediction yet, but I think it's going to be them and Kansas City competing for 3-4 in the division. 
Yeah, there's no way, brother. There's no way you add the best receiver in football and, and you go backwards. I just don't see it. We won Durant, 10 games last year, Durant, what's and our, it was a circus. What's our mantra on this show? What have we been preaching for the last eight years, yeah, nine years of the show? Wide receivers don't win you Super Bowls. are winning you Super Bowls, Joe. You know, the Buccaneers won because they had three stacked receivers in the lineup. It, that, well, that's tough to handle. They had a great offense. Period. End of story. And they also had the best defense in the in in the playoffs that year. I mean, let's not forget. Enough. Let's not forget. Shaq Barrett was about to win the MVP if it wasn't for Tom Brady. Say again. Uh, that that was good enough to make the Chiefs look like nobodies. What that defense? Well, the Bucks defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's but. what I'm saying. <laughs> the Bucks defense was disgusting that year. They got healthy at the right time and they caught fire going into the playoffs. I don't think I had it. I mean, listen, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were good and they're great they're great players, but no one no one looks back at that Super Bowl and remembers anything that Chris Godwin or Mike Evans does, but I'll tell Not you right now close. what you remember is you remember Shaq Barrett chasing and, and Dominican Sue and, and Jason Winfie- Pierre and Paul Winfield. and Winfield. Mm-hmm. Like there there's your there's your yeah, big guys. I, I kinda discredit the Chiefs banged up O line. Sure, that a was that had a lot. The Bucks balling out. That had a lot. I mean, that had a lot to do with it. But the Bucks balled out against the Bucks. They picked off Aaron Rodgers three times in the NFC Championship. Uh, the divisional round before that, who'd they play in the divisional round? Refresh me. Uh, the Raiders. No, in the divisional round. The Bucks. Yeah. Oh God, was it the Rams? Wasn't it Dallas? Was it Dallas? Was it Dallas? I forget. It doesn't I matter. I don't remember. But I just remember their yeah. their defense being absolutely stellar. No, I think it was Washington. Washington football team. Mm. It was that. Well, no, that was the first round. Oh, okay, you're right. The first round. That was the first yeah. round because they got. Uh, what was it? What was the um, the quarterback there? Was it? Was it? Haney, was it Caleb Haney? Might oh, have been Alex Smith. I thought it was Collins or something like that. Something like that. I forget. Hold on, I'll check it right. I now. thought it was Alex Smith that year. No, no, no Alex no, Smith no, was no, done that. by that. I think it was Caleb Haney. You might be right. It was a one-off guy. It was. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. I just can't get the name in my head. I know who you're talking about. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, because they lost wild card Saturday. Uh, Taylor Heineke. That's what it was. Taylor Heineke. Oh, Taylor yeah. Heineke. He came from the XFL. Heineken. Yeah, Heineken. Right. We all thought we were like, oh, this kid's gonna be good. <laughs> he put up. Yeah, he put up 306 in a touch in that game on 44 attempts. And they actually played pretty well. They, I mean, they lost 31-23, but that was a closer game, I think, than anybody actually. Actually, it came down to the final drive because technically if they scored and got a, and got a two-point conversion, it's tied up. Oh, it was New Orleans was the divisional game when they picked off Drew Brees oh, three times. Duh. And all the forced yeah. fumbles and all yes. the dumb shit. The, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, thing, mean, is, my thing is this, Durant, is, and, I, and, I've, and I've said this going back to forever. Look at the top five wide receivers of all time in the in NFL history. Only one of them's got a ring. Yeah, I, I just think if we're going based off last year, you know, the Raiders were a throwaway from going into overtime with the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. So I mean, I like my chances going into this year. And you add Devontae Adams to all that, we didn't really knew, we didn't really lose nobody. Listen, I'm not faulting you for being gassed up going into this year. I'm not even. Listen, if I'm a Raiders fan, I, I'm I'm right there with you, bud. I'm right there. I'm uh, you 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 got Devontae Adams. You felt like you were close last year. I just don't think the Raiders were as close last year as people think, and I think they're overrating the Devontae Adams signing 
in terms of how it's going to impact wins and losses. Offensive production, yes, that will increase. However, I don't know with the defense with their, with that defense, and I know they got Chandler Jones. Everybody keeps talking about Chandler Jones. I don't know with that defense that is going to translate into wins and losses. I could yeah, be wrong. He, it's happened once before. He's coming for Russell Wilson. He's but, coming for Russell Wilson. Listen, brother. He thought he could escape. He, Dan, Dan, he Danger Russ is uh, – I'm telling you, man, this is going to be – You know he sacked Russell Wilson more than any other quarterback. Well, right? he played him twice a year isn't you know the entire time he was in Arizona. So. Yeah, but that's still a cool little stat to – I mean, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's good. good to throw out there, but you know, Russ hasn't played behind an offensive yeah. like this since probably 2013. So, and listen to counter, man. I mean, I've said this on other shows. Um, I'm worried for your Broncos, man. I think you guys are dead last in the division, and it's it's not even close. I did, could not disagree more. <laughs> we got the. It, they've man. got the best. I mean, I, I mean, your We've... top pass rusher is in Buffalo now. Um, well, he wasn't there last year either. He wasn't there last year either. And we yeah, still and we still and we, and we still have the number three defense. Yeah. And that was with I Teddy. Mean, and that was with Derek Teddy Bridgewater Derek not keeping Carr us on the field. Didn't have a problem picking apart that defense twice last year. I mean, I mean, if we could have moved the ball, I fairly fairly certain we would have beaten the Raiders. I, I, I wasn't. Re- I'm not really concerned. The Raiders don't. I mean, it hasn't me. happened in the last two years, brother. I mean. I just, I just, I, I've been saying it on the show for two years. I thought it was going to be Rodgers was going to be a Bronco. It, it really felt like that. And then they, and then they kind of pivoted and got Russell Wilson anyway. I was like, damn, that offense is ready. Like that offense, all they needed was a quarterback. So I'm very nervous about Denver's uh, offensive potential. Defensively, they always have a very good defense. And you know, not, not, not to discredit you, but you're right. Uh, you. You know, the Raiders actually handled Denver pretty well last year. But I mean, they beat us Joey's, by they beat us by fourteen points combined Joey's, in two games. I know, but to Joe, but to Joey's credit, when your defense is always on the field, you're fucking tired. <laughs> They're like, shit, man. Like, you guys gotta score something. We can't just be out here. I mean, the Raiders non-stop. scored seventeen points in Mile High last year, and we still couldn't beat them. But that's, because but that's, because Teddy Bridgewater can't complete well, a Teddy Bridgewater pass. sucks, and we all know that the worst. But and I said that coming into last year. I worry if Drew Locke started last year. If Drew Locke started 17 games for us last year, at worst we split with the Raiders. Well, listen, I'm saying the the worst case scenario this year is that I feel because Russell Wilson has been limited in Seattle the last couple of years. I feel like with all these offensive throwing weapons he's going to have in Denver, that he's gonna he's gonna go for 5,000 yards pass and he's gonna go for like 30 plus touchdowns. I just feel it. Because it's one of those matchups. It's like he wanted to get out of Seattle. There was already. I don't see it. There was already. I think this is all. I think this is. I think it's. I think this is all going to fall on Russell Wilson. Well, it might. I mean, if Russell Wilson goes out there and sucks, then I'm going to be the first. I mean, if we laugh. if we didn't have potentially the second or third best running back in the league right now. Oh fuck off! You don't know. And and Pookie, then I would definitely agree with you. But the fact that we've got the one-two punch of Melvin and Pookie back, even, and Pookie's even, the clear-cut number one guy. I forgot. And you we have one of the Melvin. we have one of the best offensive lines in the league. We had the best, yeah. one of the best last year. We've got the one of the we have a top five defense, a top three defense from last year. If you want to be specific, um, yeah. I, I don't really know who that other guy is you mentioned, but I mean, I, I'm pretty cool over here with Josh Jacobs and Penny Drake. You don't know who Javante Williams is? Javante's second-year guy. Oh, Javante Williams. Uh, you called him something else. Before. Pookie. Pookie. That's his nickname, Pookie. It's a weird-ass yeah. nickname. Well, if you don't know, you're going to know. Everyone's we'll on that see, fucking man. train right now. We I got, mean, we got about – say also well, running backs don't win your Super Bowls. So. Uh, they win you a hell of a lot more than, uh, than, than, than wide receivers do. I can promise you that. 
I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, in a passing league, the way the game's evolved, I may have to disagree on that one. Yeah, I'll but. take I'll take Kevin Falk over Randy Moss any day. Let's put it that way. My boy. Yeah. Go ahead and argue that, that one. Man. I can't. How many How many rings does Kevin Falk have? How many rings does Randy Moss have? Kevin Falk should have four. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. I, 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 I think you're separating the you know the team achievements from from the you know personal you know. I, I get personal, it. Trust me. Stats. Trust me. Nobody nobody does this better than me, Durant. That's why I'm here. I don't know, man. I'd have to disagree with you on that one, brother. I think if uh, you had those two on the board in a draft, and take them Randy Moss any day. Well, am I playing fantasy football or am I trying to win a Super Bowl? I mean, win a Super Bowl. All right. Give me Kevin Falk all day. Give me the guy with three who made more big plays in big spots than any running back maybe in the last 20 years. Yeah, I mean, you can credit system for that. but Sure, I mean, sure, but if you know how to use your guys, they're more valuable. I hope we start cheating again this year. <laughs> That's just but, me. Uh, yeah, man, I, I think the Raiders, I think without a doubt, we're going to get 11, 12 wins this year and make a playoff run. Well, well hell, I, 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 last year was 10 wins and a playoff win, and we came up a little short. Considering listen, the whole circus, I mean. I'm looking forward to this year a lot. Hold up. For a whole lot of reasons, but Wait. one of the big one of the reasons I'm looking forward to this year, Durant, is is this phone call every Tuesday. Wait, Durant, during football Durant, season, do, do not hang up. Do you gamble? Like, do you go to like Foxwoods and like the sports books and shit like that? A little bit, yeah. All right, I'm gonna see what Vegas over under for the NFL is this this year, and I'm gonna see what you want. Oh, do. it's a lot. It's a lot. It's uh, it's eleven it's and, a half. and a half. No, it's eleven and a half. For the Raiders? For the Raiders is eleven and a half. Hold on, let's fucking scroll. Eleven down. and a half wins. Eleven and a half. Hold on. All right, all right hold no. on. Uh, that was eight and a Las half. Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas. Like a month ago. Nope, you are right. La- uh, last season it was ten. This season they went down to eight and a half. Last season the push was over uh, over under ten. No, last this year. year, last year was seven and a half. They bumped it to eight and a half this year. Well, this is on Vegas Insider, so I'm just going by what they say. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Um, so no, La- no, because I actually I actually took it last year. Oh, good for us to win. So, yeah, because it was seven and a half, so I took the over, obviously, for us to win eight games. And so Vegas eight and a half. So they think you, we're gonna win eight think, games. They think we're gonna win eight games. Yeah, nine so, games. I mean, you that's win. a lock. That's a lock. Nine nine wins. Uh, but you know, assuming you don't have any big time injuries, that's part of the gamble. Well, that's the part of the gamble. But when we talk about wins and losses on this show, especially preseason. We assume everybody's going to be 100% healthy the entire season, which we all know we right. can't do. But this isn't the NBA, right? Okay, we can't – we don't know, like, unless it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, you know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get hurt. Just like you know Anthony Davis is going to get hurt, Kevin Durant's going to be hurt, so on and so forth. We all know that these guys are going to get hurt at some point. The NFL is a little Ooh. bit different because there's a lot of freak Denver, injuries. Denver is third predicted for most wins, according to this betting site. Third. The third two in the NFL. In the NFL. Buffalo, Tampa Bay, 11 and a half games. Denver, what, 10 and a half. 10 and a half with Dallas and Green Bay. Hammer that over, baby. Hey, Patriots, eight. I'm, I'm going to go over. Give me the over. Dude, I'm going to go bet $500 okay, tomorrow. Yeah, we I, gotta, I we, hope my wife is not listening. I'm going to go bet $500 tomorrow. Yeah, but seriously. Eight games. Shit. Seriously. Uh, but yeah. Durant, thanks for the call. But I'm looking forward to this conversation going forward here through preseason, yeah, no doubt, and of course, I mean, always like I said, I mean, every Tuesday I, during I just, football season is going to be a fun one for us, bud. Absolutely. Listen, man, I, I don't see us going backwards when, when you add Devontae Adams, and, and 
you're, you're pairing him with Derek Carr. I, I, I just don't see us I, going backwards. I get the logic, uh, but I've seen this movie before. So I'm just speaking from what I've seen. I don't think you have. I don't think you've seen the Raiders with the best wide receiver in football. But I mean, I saw him with Randy we'll, Moss in 2005, coming off one of his best. With Terry Collins. Come on. I mean, come you on. Know, I'm just we'll saying. save this combo for another day, man. I saw him with Jerry Rice and Tim Brown, hey, too. That two didn't months, work two out. Now, well. Two months from now, we're what? Four games in? Yeah. So, hey, two months from now, we're going to revisit this. Shit, we'll be revisiting this a month from now. Oh, fucking, no, one fucking game. Hey, thanks for the time, guys. Hey, thanks, Durant, Durant. thanks for the call, bud. Appreciate you. Later. Later. 774-992-8702. We have our, actually, it's a month, almost a month from now, uh, two months from now, October 2nd. What's that? The Broncos at the at the Raiders. <laughs> Week four. Durant's not going to call in after that game. Either he's going to call in to gloat or he's not going to call in at all. He's going to be like, I'm not fucking calling. Nah, he'll, he's Durant's not a bitch. He'll call in, dude. No, 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 no. If, no Durant's if, no, he's no, not. He's saying, no sucker. I'm saying if you, if you, guys, if you guys blow him out, he's like, I'm not dealing with your bullshit. <laughs> no, he will. He'll call into this show. He might not engage me on social media or anything during or after. But we don't. We're not big like shit talkers during the game anyway. No, I like I, I don't. I don't like text my friends like you know like God no midway through the second quarter and it's like 17-3 and I'm like oh where's your boys at like knowing full well I that there's ne- that the game's not even close. To over, I like. never did any of that ever, and then like all the stop and shop people that I would used to work with, like especially during 2007, everyone's like, ah! I'm like, fuck all of you people, like you people. I'd never talked to you guys about sports, See, and you texted me the night of, yeah, like that, assholes. Like, that's just like such like a bush league bitch move when you like when you don't talk shit. Or talk to somebody about sports all year, and then like you just wait for like one big primetime game, and like you're like, oh, that sucks. Your team fucking blows. You fucking lose. You're like, dude, like no, you don't get to, you don't get to 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 rib me about that. They're all Miami fans yeah, and Cowboys fans. You, I'm like, you're not even a real fan. Listen, I can text you whenever I want and talk shit about the Patriots. Just the same way yeah. you can text me whenever you want and talk shit about the Broncos. Well, I'll just I think because you times, and I will talk shit all week yeah. leading up to a game. So I, but like, it's that random times, guy you haven't talked to in like three months that just texts you out of nowhere like, oh, where's your fucking team at now, loser? And you're like. Dude, not even fu- like you haven't talked to me in like it, it, since last football season. This is the first thing you want to say, like, well, no. if someone pulls that now, I, I hate fans I, like that. I, I really do. I guarantee you, my message back will be like, I don't have this number saved. Even yeah. if it is saved, who this? I'd be, they'd be like, I'd be like, you have the wrong number. I don't know who you're talking to. Even yeah, if I know who they are, right? <laughs> like, you mean nothing at this point. That's the thing. It's like you're so insignificant. Like, oh, what? So you you can't. You can't put your money where your mouth is all season. Like you just you you cherry pick the one time because then you won't hear from them ever again. Yeah. Oh. Like you could lose like a week twelve primetime game, and then go on to win the Super Bowl, and you won't hear shit. You know how many text messages I send out after the Broncos beat the Patriots in like twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. on the Sunday night game or the AFC Championship game? Zero. Zero. Goose egg. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't. I make one Facebook post. It that way. If you want to see what I shit I have to talk. You can come to my page and see what I have to talk. I am not going to text your phone individually and be like, ha ha, fuck you, ha ha, fuck you, ha ha, fuck you, ha ha, fuck you. I don't do that. No, we're because too that's, old for that shit. That's not even that. That's, that's just, that's just lame ass fan shit. Like, that is like some subhuman, like, shit tier fan stuff that people do. That's LA like, fans fighting each other in the stands. Dude, that's just, it's, it's such typical. Fair weather. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, I no. don't My talk wife is watching. any shit. 
I don't know what I don't know what what's going on. I just want to talk shit because I know you're a fan of that team. Yeah. And that's it. They don't say anything all year. They don't talk. They don't know shit about football. They don't know what's going on. They just see the scoreboard. And they go, ha ha, you suck. And they just do it to just try to piss you off, which it really doesn't. And honestly, it's it flatters me more mm-hmm. than anything else because I'm like, oh, you took 30 seconds out of your day to send a text message to me to tell me to go fuck myself. Mm-hmm. That means I was on your mind long before it. Weird. That means like by like Friday leading up to the game, you were like, "Oh, if the Broncos lose this game, I got to text Fats." Had it in drafts. Yeah, you? like just sitting there, like hey, yeah, like I mean, I know I'm that big of a deal, and that's cool. Like I'm, that's what we're trying to do. Like we're trying mm-hmm. to be part of your lives, and that's um, fine. Be, not to cut you off, but before my wife yeah. leaves the chat, babe, love you. I'm betting five hundred dollars on the Patriots tomorrow. <laughs> Do it. I, I'm you know, dead ass serious. Honestly, and if it's easy money, and if the Patriots don't cover it, I will split the I will split the nah, loss with you. Fuck that. I don't want that. I'm I'm so confident. I know you are. Even even before the Mac Jones news this morning, I was already all in. Oh, I was dude. already I was already I'm doing easy. 10 give points. me give of of those three records that you just ten for ten and a half though. Ooh. Give me the over on Denver, the under on Oakland, and the over on New England. Okay, I can see that. For sure, that's a. I know what Durant's saying. That's a tough division, guy. I mean, come on. It's a tough division, and it's. I'm telling you, dude. The Raiders look great on paper. They always do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Their offense is going to be good. Their offensive production is going to be good. It might even be better than last year. Which I think Hunter Renfro is probably going to be the best wide receiver in that team because you know how McDaniel's is. McDaniel's like white guy in the slot. I listen. I think, I, honestly, I think Devontae is going to have a great year. Of course he is, but. Is he going to have a year like he had last year with Rodgers? No. Uh, you don't. Not. You don't develop. Like, listen, I know they played together in college. That was an, that was an eternity ago in terms of sports world. They, there is going to be a drop-off from what Devontae Adams did in Green Bay last year versus what he's going to do in, in Vegas this year. People, people just assume, like, oh, yeah, he's going to go there. He's going to catch 16, 17 touchdowns. Raiders are going to have the number one offense in the league. They're going to win 14 games, and they're going to be in the AC Championship. I mean, look – Shit, they almost beat the Bengals. And it's like, nope. Nope. No, they they struggled in a lot of those games. I mean, let's think about it. If the if the Chargers and, and, and Staley had done the right thing, the Raiders aren't even in the playoffs. Mm-mm. So, like, and that was one of the most easy calls ever to make. So you were that much on the cusp. I mean, and, and I did have the uh, – I had the scores flipped. Uh, the Raiders scored they, – they won 34-24 in Denver last year. Ten and, points. And then they won 17-13 in Vegas. Four points. Yeah. So 14 points. So it was a cumulative total of 14 points. I just had the locations Dude, flipped. nothing. Dude, the Patriots – Absolutely nothing. The Patriots make a field goal. They beat the Buccaneers, and they make one pass. They beat the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. What do I say every year? I know it's three plays. The difference between eight and eight and twelve and four is six plays a year. Three plays every game. That's the biggest Belichick and Parcells mantra I've ever heard, and I've always listened to. They said you go back and pick any three games in NFL history. There's three plays in that game that change the outcome of that game every time. Every single game. Every single time. It never fucking fails. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. We're talking training camp. We got Raiders, Broncos, AFC West. We're talking Patriots. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of Celtics. We're going to get into some KD stuff. We're going to get into some David Ortiz. We're going to get into uh, uh, Kyle Kyler Murray. We'll probably keep it right here oh. for that coming up next. Um, what else What else did we have? We had something else, too. That Kyler t- Murray. Uh, what am I missing? I'm missing something, but it doesn't matter. David Whatever. Ortiz gets in. So, well, let's let's keep it in the NFL for right now. Uh, let's talk about this Kyler Murray contract, Sean, because you you said it perfectly the other day. 
And it's something that we say on this show all the time, right? We, we say when we talk about the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Carolina Panthers, right? Why do bad teams stay bad? Stupid moves and stupid decisions. Because they pay people like Kyler Murray. Ridiculous, absurd amounts of money. And then they have to put clauses into their contract that demand that they go home and study their playbooks. That's bad. Could you imagine having to tell Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, hey, hey, big game coming up this week, okay? Go home, get your nose in your playbook. We're going to know. Get you, get the film up, okay? It's on the iPad. Go do it, kid. And you'll be like, whatever, man. Like, damn. Like, why are you always riding me? Like, why are you always riding like, me? But is that not like the – is Kyler Murray not like the epitome of this generation right now, though? Like He's a smaller, midgy-sized version of Jamarcus Russell. Love it. <laughs> Think about it. Love it. He's a more athletic Jamarcus Russell. If Jamarcus Russell had the, the athleticism of Kyler Murray, he would have been this successful, too. If Jamarcus Russell is a full-size Hershey's bar, <laughs> Kyler Murray is a, Hall- is, a, is a Halloween treat. He's the, he's the, the, the one piece. He's, he's, he's the bite size. Yes, the bite size. Thank you. When he does a cannonball, it goes bloop. Bloop. Oh, my God. First of all, Kyler Murray, absolute worst offseason you can ever have. This is been, ends, ends last year uh, uh, listen, with a horrible second half. Who had the worst offseason? Who had the worst offseason? Kyler Murray or the Arizona Cardinals? Oh, okay. this, is, this is the chicken or the egg conversation right here. <laughs> so you have Kyler Murray has a horrendous second half of the season. They go nowhere. Gets to the offseason. His agent puts out the most ridiculous demand for money, all in caps lock, <laughs> screaming, my client deserves the money. Like he straight wants Paul Heyman status. Pa- my client. He watched, The agent watched Jerry Maguire, and he's like, that's what I'm doing for my client. Also, the Cardinals as well. So the agent watched Jerry Maguire and said, I'm going to send a shouting message at them, demand he gets paid, demand he's not going to play until he gets done, until he gets paid. They give him a tremendous amount of money, and then a week later they put out this weird clause of like, hey, we're taking you serious, so you have to take us serious. You have to study now. And they put it out there for the world to know. And me and you texted back and forth. Yep. And to me, this screams out, management GM probably don't want the player. Ownership does want the right, player. Because I have a ton of faith in Steve Kime. I, I think Steve Kime is one of the best GMs in football. I think he's top five. He was right up there with uh, – where he was he was right there with um uh Jesus Christ uh with Elway mm-hmm. uh with what's his name from Philly it was Steve Kime, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid like those were kind of like decision makers. your top 5 guys uh that were there at the time like 3 4 years ago now things have shifted a little bit i still think George Patton is one of the best i still think Andy Reid and Bill Belichick are two of the best cuz Andy Reid letting Tyreek Hill go yeah i i, Smart I think move. i think the Chiefs are going to take a step back this year. Well, no, the Andy, Andy Reid is it won't not be ex- long. It's Veach. Veach makes the decisions Right, there. but it won't be long. But Andy Reid always has a say. I know. It won't be long before the Chiefs are – they've that Ty, uh, Tyreek who? Uh, it won't be long. That being said, Steve Kime was always somebody I held in very high regard, right, as a GM. I always thought he was one of the best, if not top two, three in the league at times. So when this news came out, and you and I started going back and forth through text message about what – the fuck is going on? How are the Cardinals doing this? And we get, we don't, we find out about the extension, simultaneously find out about the stipulation within the contract 
that he's required to do four hours a day of personal study time. Well, the Monday following, or it could be Tuesday if it's a Monday night game. Uh, it's, or a, fr- yeah. it's a day after. But the, he's, he has a mandatory minimum of how many hours he has to spend four studying hours. the fucking game. This is your job. Your one fucking job is to go out and win football games. How the fuck do you think you do that? Do you think Peyton Manning ever fucking took a night off? Do you think Ed Reed and Ray Lewis just said, yeah, we're playing Tom Brady this weekend, and Bill Bell, you know what? We don't need to watch fucking film, guy. Come on, this is a bullshit. Let's go to the club. No, that's that's some, you know what that screams to me is that he is a five foot seven version of Paxton Lynch. He's immature. Immature, doesn't care about winning, doesn't take it seriously, only looks at it as a job. Yep. That's it. And the, the Cardinals are going to rue the day they gave him this extension. Absolutely. And Steve Keim, unfortunately, is going to be the one to fall on the sword for it, and he's going to get fired. But I hope, and I, I'm sure he knows, and I'm sure everybody in the inner circles around the NFL know, if he didn't want this or this was not his decision, that it was that it'll be known. And, and he'll fall, he'll land on his feet I, because I he's very good at his job. That being said, did they put a stipulation in this contract that like he has a bedtime, that he has to eat all of his broccoli when he sits down to dinner? You have like, to wonder. This is like literally like like you have a fifth grader and you're holding their hand type shit. Yes. That's not what I want out of my quarterback. We heard the stories last year. Yep. From um uh what was his name the backup quarterback, blonde hair kid um was it Colt McCoy. Oh Colt McCoy yeah of course it was Colt McCoy who was like he would throw an interception and we'd be like. Bro, the game's not over. It's like six minutes into the first quarter. There was a whole video on it. There was a whole video. Colt McCoy's like, hey, that deception means nothing. We just get the pick back. And he's like, nah, fuck that, man. He goes, it's over. And it's like, and and Colt McCoy's like, looking around like. Is this guy serious? And he's like, like, wait, you're mic'd up? Yeah. (laughs) He's like a little shocked. He's like, you're mic'd up and you're saying this? I don't think Kyler Murray is a serious consideration for an NFL quarterback because he always knew he had both. He had baseball. He had football. He could do whatever he wants. Another Drew Stanton, if you remember Drew Stanton. Oh, of course I remember Drew Stanton. Next big thing. Michigan man. Yep. The The Yankees. The the Cowboys. Cowboys. Jerry Jones. The Cowboys and the Yankees want him. Who's going to get the better? Who's going to get it? And he ended up playing for both. Yeah. And it was just like. Nope. He wasn't great at either. He was a great athlete. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it takes a hell of an athlete to be able to play professional baseball and professional football at any level. He's a great third I mean, string I, quarterback. I mean, I'm saying, at, listen, just to be a third string quarterback, you got to be pretty fucking good to get in the NFL. Even if you're a backup third baseman, you got to be pretty fucking good to get in the MLB. This isn't like, you know, my softball league where it's like I can go down and hit a couple of bombs and some team's going to be like, ah, you know, we'll take a flyer on the fat ass, whatever, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. No, this isn't that, brother. This ain't that. This is real deal shit. So when Kyler Murray comes into town and he comes in, pouting from day one, like it seems like, I feel like it was like almost instantaneously it was he started bitching about his contract he was drafted first overall the same that he was drafted people made memes of him on a step ladder holding up the jersey <laughs> immediately that was like his draft card people were like making cards of that like as, as if it actually happened <laughs> like i guarantee you there's young kids out there that be like oh he was so small he had to get on a stool next to goodell and hold up his jersey some kids saw that and went to school and tried tell, telling his friends that at the lunch table absolutely he's, he's like yeah he's a certified midget like that he's tiny yeah he, they're like oh they're going not they're going wild for him and He's like Tiny Tom Cruise with his arms pumpy run. By the way, NFL.com, speaking of all Kyle Murray news going out, NFL.com has him listed as 5'11". If that man is 5'11", I am competing with Yao Ming for tallest Asian in the NBA <laughs> Listen, of all time. I know firsthand that people lie about their height. That is absurd. Yeah, I wrote somebody up at work 
couple of weeks ago because this one particular individual on his ID card claimed he was he was five foot four. And my five foot three sergeant was like, bullshit, five foot four. And we questioned him and he was actually four seven. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you read the report. I have it. I have it saved. That's like eight inches. That's like that's it's it's nine inches. That's like me walking around saying I'm seven feet tall. <laughs> and we all know that's bullshit. Like and that was what one of my buddies said. He's like, my buddy's like, I don't know, he's like 5'10 or 5'11 or whatever. He's like, the fucking goal on this guy. He's like 5'9, I think. He's like, the fucking goal. That's like me walking around telling everybody I'm 6'6. Six, six. <laughs> he's like, it's clearly not true. And we're like, yeah, we know. And it's he's like, like, bro, you're wearing platform shoes and you're not 6'6. Six, six. He's like a little munchkin. You just want to pick him up and be like, hi. And he's like, sit him on stuff. Oh my you know? God. But I digress. But that's Kyler Murray in, a, in, a, in, a, in, in the real world, in the NFL world. And he, listen. I remember Adam Shine saying it when he went to the Heisman Trophy presentation the year that Kyler did he win it or, or was nominated? I forget. Um, he was. He, he's like, you didn't even know he was in the room. He's like, I'm not even saying that to be like an asshole, but like if you go back and listen to, to Adam Shine say it, he was like, he walked in the room and we were like, he's not five ten. Like no that's kidding. not when they're like that's not an NFL quarterback. He sat down in the seat, his feet didn't touch like, the floor. I don't care how hard he can throw a football. That's not an NFL quarterback. No, I'm sure there are plenty of people that have been gifted with golden right arms. Yeah. that didn't have big enough hands. Were too short. Doug too Flutie. Slow. How big was Doug Flutie? Five eight. I think he was something close. But to But Doug that. Flutie never lied. To Doug Flutie was like, "Yeah, I'm short." He's like, "What well, is what it is." But he goes, "I'm going to play my heart out." He, that's. Shane Falco from the replacements was based off five ten. Of, Flutie was actually five listed at five ten. I don't think he was even five ten. <sighs> but again, I mean, that's that's made up news anyway. But I think he but he was. Okay but with I would height. be more inclined to believe that Flutie was five ten than Kyler Murray is. He had five eleven. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, Flutie looked small out there, but not that small. No. I, I, have you met Flutie before? You you no, will eventually. I've never, I've never He's met always him, yeah. around our area doing stuff. So if you ever have an event. He probably will be there at some point. I've seen him um, at one of my work events I went to. I don't even know which one it was. Very, very humble gentleman. Very nice. You'll never know he was like an NFL star, just like the, by the way he handles himself. He's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, but nothing's wrong with that. He looks like just everybody else. But you're like, you'd be surprised if he goes, like, oh, I was an NFL quarterback. You'd be like, yeah, wow, really? Yeah. I mean, when I met Steve Grogan. Right? Steve Grogan's kind of tall. He's Steve like, what, Grogan was 6'2"? No, he was tall. He was a little taller than me. He was like 6'4". 6'5". Yeah, that's pretty tall. He was pretty tall. Or maybe he was listed. I think he was like 6'3", but he was like a tall 6'3". Like, he was up there. Yeah, he's lean, too. And he was a bit, but he was just a big dude. Let me see what he was listed at here. Yeah, 6'4". Because I remember him being a little bit taller than me. But the thing was was, with him, was like he was a little, he was only an inch taller than me. And I could tell he was a little bit taller than me, but it wasn't by much. But when I shook his hand... Gigantic. I, like, I, I don't have small hands by any means, and it just enveloped mine. I'm like, whoa, like wild, right? I get it now. Yeah. Like, and, and it kind of it was he's, one of those things. His like, finger and his thumb are touching around the football. You're like, all right, ET, yeah, <laughs> right? And I mean, wicked fucking nice guy, super fucking cool. To, uh, that was one of my favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. interviews I've done off of this show. Obviously, all the ones I've done here. Did you see our boy, uh, our, our boy Jared Schuster called to the AAA? No, already? Yeah, he got wow, called up. I think he's going to be a September call-up, dude. Good for him. Yeah, he's killing it right now. Well, Jared Schuster, pride of, pride, of, pride of New Bedford. Yeah, for the Braves. Playing for the Atlanta Braves, called up the AAA this week. On this show, don't even talk about the Red Sox anymore. I can't even watch them. 
Even highlights. I don't oh, care. I I did I did I went on a whole tirade about the Red Sox dude, last week, and dude. that was before they went on this epic losing. Before they streak. lost 28, 20, wait, 28 they runs. Got, they got score uh, outscored what fifty four to nine over a three game period, which is the most since like nineteen oh one. It was something insane like that. Yeah, like, the team just they, they they can't even put like a JV team on the they field. They literally had an in the park grand slam. Yes, hit against them. Yes, that is that's some like. T-ball type shitty play. And Duran, the outfielder. Who just couldn't be bothered to go run after No, the ball. he was just like, no, I missed it. Oh, well. Oops. I lost it. What, what am I supposed to do? What happened? I don't understand, like, what happened with this team. I mean, Alex Cora's drum in center field's gone. I don't know. Like, maybe, like, did everybody forget about that? That, like, you know, everybody was celebrating the Red Sox winning in 18 and then, you know, bashing the Astros for winning and all that other shit. They kind of forgot that Alex Cora was doing the exact same thing in Boston. Well, we did. But, uh, we but did. then again, that, that'd, be, that'd be me, like, you know, expecting Boston fans not to be complete hypocrites. So, you know, oh, no. shame on me. No, no, I'm all for cheating. Like, I, I've gone full Eddie Guerrero. I want cheating all the time. I hope Belichick seriously brings out a camera in the middle of like, like a game this year and just sets it up like right next to him. Like an old school like one where you yes. actually have to roll the film. Have like. have an ominous guy in a jacket that just says NFL, just rolling the film like this too. He's like, doesn't work for me. It works for the NFL. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> the NFL's like, he doesn't work for us. And it's like, and then they go over to the camera. And there's nothing in it. It's just like they just like they it's a decoy. They open it up and it's just like. And like like a bunch of like confetti pops out with like a middle finger on a spring. As you see this man with like his hair parted in the middle wearing glasses, fold up the real film and get away <laughs> with the evidence. And he just like dips on off like <laughs> Belichick in the Belichick in the off season. Deception. <laughs> that's that's his whole season. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. Kyler Murray. Again, this contract is the reason why bad teams stay bad. This is why the Arizona Cardinals will remain bad. They I, will remain I can't believe it. Super Bowlless. I, I mean, it's just it was a bad. It's such a bad deal. I can't. Kyler Murray. I, I got to look and see too, like where the outs are here for the Cardinals, because I got to assume that they're going to take the first. Soon. They're going to take the first one that they get. I don't care who you are. Because this kid's a fucking clown. This I'm some, sorry. This like, some I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm so over Kyler Murray and this whole like little experiment. It, it's over. Because now that this reached the media, you have all these big NFL guys like Lewis. I really respect Lewis Riddick on, on Twitter. Same. Phenomenal. He's like, he's like, how does this happen? And he's saying the same thing that we're saying. He's saying, there's an internal struggle going on here that we don't know about. Somebody wants this kid. The other half of the organization doesn't want this kid. This gets leaked through the professional uh, website of the Cardinals, he goes, something's very wrong. He goes, and how does the agent see this letter and say that's okay to post? And he's like, yeah. something is very wrong. There's, there, that just screams. That getting leaked at the time it did just screams dysfunction from the top down in Arizona. And there is dissent, and there are two, there are two parties. There are pro-Kyler and anti-Kyler. And... They are both right now waging a war within the build within the walls of that building, and that is never good for a football team. And but nobody cares because it's Arizona. Arizona isn't like well, a diehard fan base. Nobody cares in Arizona. We care nationally because you know it's a big it's deal the NFL. because we care about the NFL. Absolutely. But other than that, you're right, Sean. Nobody fucking cares. No one's gonna give two fucks. If they win, they show up. If they don't win, they don't show up. And did you see speaking of Twitter? Did you see I, uh, Bernard Pollard? Yeah, what? We, I didn't get to talk about that with you. I was busy, but what the hell happened there? So, first of all, anybody that doesn't know doesn't know Bernard Pollard. Shame on you. Bernard yeah. Pollard has like ended the Patriots Super Bowl chances twice. Bernard Pollard, as we like to call him, the Great One. Shut up. Uh, AKA the greatest safety of all time. 
Uh, I was I, I started his fan club September seventh, two thousand eight. Blew out Brady's knee, blew Welker's out Welker's knee, knee, Gronk's ankle, Gronk's ankle, and and one more Patriot was it Amendola? No, I not Amendola. Uh, R.I.P. Amendola. He retired. Retired today. Yeah. Um. Oh no, he ended Stephen Ridley's life. In the, oh, yeah. In the, in yeah, the he AFC passed championship. out. He passed out. Yeah. He got hit and he was unconscious like it, while he was still standing. Yeah, Bernard, that was the great one of the one of the greatest I've ever fucking seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, then Ridley Ridley was never the same. Bernard Paul was just that dude, bro. Like but, absolute fucking animal, great fucking football player, actually, awesome fucking safety. That led to Shane Vereen killing it for us in the 2014 Super Bowl. This so, is true. So shout out to Bernard Paul for helping us win one. So he, he took away th- he took away two. Or three. He gave us one. But he gave you one. Kinda. Uh kinda. Uh no, but no, I was uh he was he was he posted a video because obviously I do iRacing racing now. Oh uh, anybody, I know. Anybody who follows me on uh, is friends with me on Snapchat or, or even Facebook knows that iRacing racing has become like the like the preeminent thing in my life that I do in my spare time. And Bernard Paul is a big iRacing racing guy mm-hmm. and he loves racing in the NASCARs and, and, and doing all this stuff and he's apparently pretty good. Um, he's pretty good at it. And he was posted a video about, uh, venting his frustrations about people like just not knowing how to, how to race basically, like not being able to see what was happening up ahead of you having piss poor vision. And you're like, okay, like, fuck, I got into a little bit of a wreck, but I should be okay. And then all of a sudden, wham, and you get rear-ended because somebody's not paying attention. So he was venting. About something like that. And I was like, listen, man, I get it, bro. I was like, I, I straight up fired a beer from right here where I'm sitting all the way down there the other night. Yep. Because I got wrecked. I call him Squeefs. Um, that's my little brother's yes. nickname. Because Squeef is the kind of kid when he gets into an auto racing video game, he's like, oh, I suck at this. Ah, well, I'm not having fun, so I'm going to ruin it for everybody else. And then he'll drive backwards on the track until he catches the, you know. The first and, car. And, and then run head on into the pack and just like ruin everybody's day. So I call them squeefs because they're the type of people that are like, oh, you're not, oh, you're better than me. You're faster than me. None of I can help it. And they just, you're dead. And they just run into you. So he, I was, I, I fired a beer down the, uh, you know, across the room because, yeah, because yeah. of the squeefs. And I posted that and I said, listen, I was like, I feel you, brother. I was like, the frustration's real out here. And he's just not, he's like laughing my fucking ass off at you firing a beer across the room. That's <laughs> yeah, fucking great. He's like, people don't get it. People don't get it. I'm like, you don't. I'm like, you spend hours, hours playing these games. It's not like you can just, it's not like Call of Duty, like where you play a game and then you lose and boom, in 30 seconds, you're right back in a lobby. No, like sometimes you got to wait an hour to get back into a race. Like you run a race and like they say the race starts at, you know, on the half hour, every hour. So 5 you only have so many opportunities to get back into that particular event. And it can be frustrating as shit when you get to the end of a 50-lap run and some fucking squeef just decides to fucking hook you and send you and you lose points because if you wreck or you contact other cars, iRacing is very – it's a simulator. It's not a video game. Let me, let me differentiate. It's very, very strict on what you can do within the confines of the game. And your safety rating, mm-hmm. which is basically you keeping it on the track, keeping it off the rails, and keeping it off other cars, is everything. That's how you fast-track to upgrading your license. And when you get better, and they their theory is, okay, good racers will find a way to stay out of trouble. Not always the case when you're getting intentionally wrecked. And you there's, a, there's an appeal and a protest process and all that, but it usually goes nowhere because... Their blanket statement is, listen, racing happens. Yeah. 
That being said, me and Bernard Pollard had a moment on Twitter the other day. Shout out to the great one. I get you, brother. The I mean, iRacing un- struggle is real. It is real. Uh, 774-992-8702. Give us a like and a share if you like what you've seen so far. We've got about, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes left here. We're going to f- rapid fire uh, through these last couple of things because we've done, we've done Kyler Murray. We've done the NFL. Uh, let's Hul- hit- Julio signed really quick, though. Yeah, Julio the, signed with the Bucks. Bucks which it does, does nothing for me. doesn't it, move the needle at all. Yeah, but you know what, though? It just it just All it does is just take away... It's another example of like people being like, no, Brady, Brady never had the weapons that Peyton Manning did. Imagine if he had the weapons Peyton Manning did. But that just goes to And show. it's like, you fucking mouth breather. He had Wes Welker, Randy Moss, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez. Edelman. Edelman, Amendola. Like, you, Troy you, Brown. Troy, like, what do you think? David these, Givens. You think these guys were fucking chopped liver? Yeah. Kevin Falk. What did I just say? I literally, if we were going to win a Super Bowl, James I would take... I would take Kevin Falk and Corey Dillon over Randy Moss and 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 uh, and yeah, we've had we've had some great talent. Probably I don't know Randy Moss. Yeah, they have. Yes, the Patriots' offensive talent has been nothing short of stellar. Brady's entire career. But this uh, this idea that like Brady had no weapons and he's done this with like a bunch of shit bums like coming off the street is the most lunacy, like lunatic fanboy nut gargling shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, another thing it goes to prove again that Brady is making literally every decision in. Tampa Bay right now. It's he's my like, boy Thumb he's, Tacos. He's going live. That's okay. He's like, uh, I want Julio Jones. And Tampa Bay's like, done. You got it. Yeah. He's like, I want Bruce Arians fired. Done. Yeah. I mean, they the kept because the they, they retained Godwin, right? Yes, they retained Godwin. Retained Godwin. They got Evans. Gronk's not coming back. They signed Russell Gage, who's probably the real number three on that team. Yeah, probably. You're right. Absolutely right. I mean, yeah. Julio Jones at this point is a shadow of his former self. Number he's, four. He's, he'll be a, you know, he'll, you know when Julio Jones is going to be killer? End zone. Third and 11. That's it. You know, hey, get out there and give me a... Um, They just signed Kyle Rudolph because Gronk's, Gronk is re- retired, retired. Yep. I, I'm assuming the final time. But then he said uh, he might come back in December. I don't know. I can't stand that dude already. Like, he's he's burnt out all of my, like, happiness with him. Well, Br- Brady's getting there. Brady's, like, right there where I'm just like, I can't stand I think this, this is... Honestly, I think this is it for Brady. No, he keeps talking about again. He says, "Well, I think I want a couple more years because now the rumor is that Fox he wants deal, to though. he wants to play with another team. That's the new thing. He well, wants to play with a third. team. If he wants to go to Miami that badly, I could see it. That's the rumor, but which is he, really annoying. Just, which I honestly think, if this whole Brian Flores shit didn't happen, I think he might have been in Miami by now with Peyton, which was crazy. Which would have been lo- right because Peyton's probably going to come back next year. He's already said he wants to coach next year. Yeah, not this year. He's taking the year off. He's taking the year off. Yeah. But what do you, what do you think, Dallas? LA, I don't think he'll go back. Dallas, San Diego, or Seattle, Miami. I, see, I don't think Pete, Miami's Pete Carroll's getting ready. Pete Carroll wants to go, too. Seattle would actually be a great landing spot for Sean Payton. And if I was a Seahawks fan, I would love that. Restart the whole thing. Oh, could you imagine DK Metcalf and Drew Locke with Sean Payton? It ain't oh. going to be Drew Locke. You know it. It should be. Jimmy G. It, I know. It's probably going to be Jimmy G. Um, and, then, and then Seattle will be able to sit there and go, no, wait. No, hold on. We've been watching this guy in our division for the last four years. No, why do we want him? Come on. Like, no, don't do this to us. They don't want to be the ones going, Jesus, Jimmy, what the fuck was that? What? But then, but then Jimmy, you, end up, you end up in the NFC Championship and you're like, oh, I guess. Yeah, you end up in the NFC Championship and then you lose in the NFC Championship. It's like, well, was that really? But at, I mean, least, at least you're getting there. But, you only, but that's as far as you're getting, though, and you know that. Well, Jimmy made the Super Bowl. Once. 
And if he still you made know, makes one halfway decent throw to Emmanuel Sanders, they're going to win it. And but you have DK Metcalf, another guy just all speed. You don't want to do that either. He's becoming like, God damn it. Emmanuel Sanders was no slouch either. No, that's what I'm saying. He airmailed the fuck out of that thing. And I remember sitting there watching the game going, Jesus, Jimmy. I can't. You still can't believe that. Come on, You're Jimmy. talking about San Francisco has seven rings if he makes one pass. I know. Makes Isn't that insane? Thing. Wait, it's no, they don't have seven. I'm sorry, they have five. Yeah, four in Montana, one with Young. So six. Then they have six. Then they tie the Patriots. They would tie be, New it, England it'd with be, six. It'd be 49ers, Steelers, Patriots yes. with six. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because the Cowboys only have five. Yes. No. Yeah, no, you're right. They're three in the 90s. And then two in the 70s, right? Two in the 70s. Both against Pittsburgh? Mm, no. No. One was against KC, wasn't it? Nope. That was Minnesota. KC beat Minnesota. I forget. I'd have to go back. And look I've been passing my time in my watching NFL Super Bowl five. Oh, I think they lost the Colts in Super Bowl five. God damn it! Come on, Google. I mean, I can just look. I got it. it. I got it. I got it. Oh, I got it right there. It's fine. Uh, let's see seasons. Here we go. All right. So huh. ninety six, ninety four, ninety three, seventy eight. Oh, they beat the Dolphins and Broncos. Oh, that's 78, right. Yeah. 72. Yeah, that's right. They whipped the shit out of us in the seventies. That was the uh, Craig. Not Moore really. Twenty seven to ten. Yeah, that was it. Wasn't even that close though. Seventy-two. They we, they destroyed the. Was that offense. Craig? Was that Craig Morton? I think so. Was the quarterback? I clicked on it just now. Give me a second. For Denver, was that Craig Morton? I think it was. It's not loading. He had no knees. <laughs> Man, they have no knees. He was a guy that was like he was, his whole game was based around mobility, and he had no knees left. Because that was what Danny White versus Craig Morton. If I'm, if I'm Craig Craig Morton, if I'm not mistaken, it's not. It's not even loading. I'll tell you Whatever. That. Don't worry about it. What was it? What was it? Seventy what? Seventy-seven. Yeah. Let's see. Super Bowl twelve. Yep. Craig Morton. Yeah. Twenty-seven ten. The old Cotton Bowl. Oh no! It was Roger Staubach that year? Still. Okay. Oh yeah, Danny White was. Uh, Danny White had one. He was the backup that year. But he had. Uh, he had. Two attempts for five yards. Yeah, Roger Staubach really didn't kill us that year. It was uh, it's Craig Morton's four interceptions that killed us. Uh, but anyway, nah, I digress. Uh, so what were we talking about? Oh, right, yeah, we were talking about Brady going somewhere else. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, that would have been six. So Jimmy G would probably end up as a Seattle Seahawk. I can't believe he hasn't already. I actually thought it would have been done by now. I, they think they're going to cut him because no one's trading for him. Because everybody knows. They know they're not going to do anything with him. And they, you know what it'll be? It'll He's be some, expensive. It'll be some, like, six-round pick at some at the end of the day. You think so? Because I think everyone thinks it's about the contract. Because I think, ah, uh, yeah, that's true. Because if they cut him, then they don't have to honor the contract. Seattle's, but They can designate the as a post-June post first the, cut. That's, that's probably the banking on. Well, we're already well past June 1st. I, I mean, know, but I think they were waiting for someone to give like a draft pick compensation. Yeah, I don't that. think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. I think San Fran's going to eat that money, and they're going to be... San Fran's going to have to eat the money, which now hurts them to keep Debo, because then Debo doesn't want to yeah. come back. Debo doesn't want to be in California, period. Yeah, I don't know why. He hates the 49ers. Something happened there. But that man, he's so good. He's like the most... He's the integral part of that whole offense, and they and he's just like, I don't want to be he here just, ever Maybe again. he just looks at like Gavin Newsom, and he's like, get me the fuck out of this state. Place is terrible. Where? I'm sorry. California. Oh, maybe. As a state. I mean, it's horrible. It's. I mean, he's like, there's literally shit running through the streets from all the homeless people. Why am I here? 
I'll never forget that video of him right after he met with Belichick, and he's making a video walking out of Gillette Stadium right next to the pro shop where I'm used to parking and stuff yep. like that. And he goes, yeah, see you later, Billy. I'll see you in about three weeks. And then they just didn't draft him. I'm like, fuck, we drafted Nikhil Harry of all people, <laughs> who was the only wide receiver that didn't amount to anything uh, in that right? draft. That, didn't, that, did, that came up short of everything. Um, all right, so we've got the KD drama and David Ortiz. Let's touch on both. KD, is he going to be a Celtic or not? I, I think I'm starting to lean more towards no now. I'm saying no. Even when all that stuff came out, I was just like, I still don't see this happening. But at the same time, we should try, try to get something for Jalen because Jalen apparently is out of here no matter what. He's like, no, nah, I'm not staying in Boston. He wants to be a number one somewhere. He wants to be the guy. Didn't I say that when we were talking about the finals a month and a half ago yeah. when he signed with Don to Sports and the whole thing and he yep. was going to go and he was yep. going to get his own thing and he was going to not want to play second fiddle to Jason Tatum and he's like, and, and God forbid if they had won – and he had been named the finals MVP, which he would have been, the rift that would have caused in that locker room because it's Jason Tatum's team. It's Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum. Meanwhile, he's like, bruh, I'm that dude. I don't understand why they didn't. The counter was apparently they offered Jalen, Derek White, and picks. And then they countered with Jalen, Marcus Smart, and picks. I'm like, okay, I'm still doing that deal. If that's the deal. Like, we have Brogdon now. Like, I don't need smart to start if I don't have to have him start. Like, fuck it. Whatever. See you. Yeah. I'm fine with losing smart. No offense. I, I'm sick of seeing smart take too many shots at the end of the game. <laughs> You've definitely made that abundantly clear. I, I am yes. so sick of it. Yes, you have. Abundantly clear. Uh, that and, uh, listen, I think KD would, I think KD and Tatum, I said it earlier this this offseason, I said, I feel like, like Brown and Tatum, uh, I'm sorry, Brown and KD would be a better fit. Because I feel like they complement each other better than Tatum and KD would on the same team. That being but said, then if you get Brown doesn't want to be here, but if what you, are you gonna do right, but if you get KD, yeah, yeah you let, you let Brown go, and then you figure it out with him and Tatum. Like you make it work because that puts you now I'll in think, the driver's seat in the East, in my opinion. If the if the Celtics land KD, even at the price the Nets are asking, I still think that puts them in the driver's seat. You, that's a solid three. Well, and I know well, people are going to sit here. All the green teamers are going to be like, "What do you put? You take it, put us in the driver's seat. We were in the finals, okay, against the Golden State Warriors." Like, Doesn't listen, matter. You didn't belong, Giannis. You didn't belong in the finals. If Chris Middleton Giannis. was healthy, you're not even out of the second round. Okay, you were one three pointer taken away, away from losing to Miami. Like you, you barely you got by on the skin of your teeth, and then you finally got to a play a better team, and you lost three straight to get. You know, swept out of the, uh, beat out of the series in six. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Celtics are not that great of a fucking team. They overachieved like crazy again last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, just like they did when they had Isaiah Thomas and they took the Cavs to whatever it was, seven games or six games in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. They had no business even being there. Everybody knew it. Everybody was like, "Oh, this is cute. This is cute." They're yeah, not. They're not that good. But this is cute. You get you get Durant though, and that you get Durant that, that solidifies puts it. a whole new paint job yes, on things. But at the same time, Jalen, I don't know about everybody else. I kept saying the same thing everybody else was saying. Jalen in the playoffs, no ball handling skills. Killing it on points. Like he oh, the turnovers were what killed him against the Warriors. He I mean. just dropped it constantly and turned it over nonstop. I just, it was laughable. That 15 turnover mark, I think, was like ha- dead ass for the Celtics in the playoffs. Like they turned the ball over 15 plus times. That's a wrap. Yeah, it was every single time. Yeah. And then it was between him and Tatum who had more every night. It was always like 7 and 8 or 8 and 10 or 10 mm-hmm. and 6. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. He's still young. Jalen's probably going to be very good as he gets older. But 
I'm, I'm still even. I don't care if Kevin Durant's old. And here's and here's the thing too. Like I I know like it 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 put the Celtics in the driver's seat in the East, but I still feel like this move is three or four years too late. It should have yeah. It should have happened when they first tried it. But he went to Golden State and won two. Well, you can't blame him. He made the better decision. And well, then he yeah, went he, to Brooklyn for more money. He definitely made the better decision to go to the 73-win Warriors and, and go win a title there. I mean, dos. Duh. <laughs> I mean, duh. But Celtics tried. They tried that time They ago. failed, though. They failed, they failed miserably. Hey, and, we're one of two. And and like I said, I, I put that fully on Danny Ainge. That's your job as a GM. I still think. Is to get the guy that makes you that, that much better. Because if you put KD on this team four years ago, I think you're talking about multiple titles in Boston at this point. Well, at least get into the dance. At least I think you're talking about multiple titles. We'll see, because I think the I think the core was still too young, personally. But KD would have carried them. Eh, hopefully, hopefully, he would have carried them to the point where I, I feel like they at least would have gotten there. Exactly, you would have gotten to the dance, but do you and win it? I don't know. It depends. Depends who you're playing. I and mean, then again, I don't think anybody was stopping uh, the Bucks last year. Or I do. two years I ago, I don't think. I think the Bucks were just such. That a, was a juggernaut team. But I, th- I think that was such a fluky thing because nobody went into that off season. Like, no, nobody like sitting did. there going like, "All right, I know we got KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. I know we got LeBron and AD in LA. But how do we beat the Bucks?" It was like, "No, how the fuck are we going to beat LA and Brooklyn? Those are going to be the two teams that we're going to have to beat." And then, oh yeah, right, Ooh. that Golden State team. God forbid they get healthy and come back. You know, then we're going to have to deal with them. And Phoenix, they're pretty good, too. You know, but nobody went into the offseason thinking, like, oh, my God, Milwaukee's the it's, team to it's beat. It's just him and Middleton. This is a it's dynasty it. in, the, in the making. I no, know. it's not. It's just it was one team. They caught lightning in a bottle, to sort of speak. Yep. And That's all happened. I honestly won't be surprised if you never see Giannis win a title again. Uh, maybe not on that team. It, not on that. Right, exactly. Not in Milwaukee. Damn right not in Milwaukee. Uh, but that being said. Uh, too small market. Not even just that. Just. How, we, we we see this we see this often in the NBA. Well, he's a ri- ridiculous athlete. Ridiculous, one of the best. Yeah, he gets he gets like the Shaq calls, just bullying dudes. Yeah, and no, I, no and I love his bully ball technique, but I just don't see it happening again. Not in Milwaukee. Joey Fats Radio, row one, see one. Yo yo. Okay. Double dipping tonight. <laughs> okay. Um, no, nah, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to chime in on that basketball talk quick. Uh, <laughs> Fire away. I know you were talking about the Bucks. Uh, Drew Holiday actually is kind of what put them over the top. The Bucks were always a pretty good team. They always just came up a little bit short. But when they got Drew Holiday, uh, that just gave him really good point guard play. Yeah, but was he the guy that did it? Over, it was It was basically Middleton and it was basically uh, Antetokounmpo. Nah, check out. Yes. uh Check out um, check out his stats, man. I mean, he was averaging like 19 a game when they picked him up. Um, similar to like you guys picking up Brogdon, I think he was averaging 19 last year. Um, that that was what got them over the hump. I mean, he's actually really underrated. He's he's a good defender. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit, I feel like, for that championship. I mean. You're right. I still think it was because all we know about the two big names. We know about course, Middleton and Giannis. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, how, but, but how, you're you're a big Durant fan. What do you think about um, where he ends up, where he goes? Because he's it's definitely not going to stay in Brooklyn. Like that. That's all. That's all done. Um, I thought the Heat personally. Yeah, that's that's what I was just thinking. I think Pat Riley's going to get that done somehow. There was reports he'd be willing to part with Bam, 
And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of in the Celtics' court right now. The ball's in their court to get it done. But, Do you, uh, d- were, but were, the, were the reports that Durant said he didn't want to play in Boston true? Was there any truth to that? Does no. anybody know? No, that wasn't true because he said he would oh, have came here like four years ago. I don't think he has ago. a choice. I don't think he has a choice. Of course if he Brooklyn does. If says we're trading you here tomorrow, I, think, uh, I don't think he has a choice. He can say, I'm not fucking going, so that sucks. Yeah. The problem with that is he signed on the dotted line. He signed for four years. This isn't like, you know, a guy's got his final year, like Anthony Davis. He says, look, I'm going to leave after this year. So the Pelicans were able to get picks. Like, this isn't that situation. But four years left. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I I think that report was all bullshit that he didn't want to come play to Boston. I didn't didn't hear anything about that. Um, I I really thought that the benefit was I'm kind of sick of his shit, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of sick of his shit. He's giving me a fucking bad name. (laughs) All right, that's that's the reason. He's giving me a bad name. Uh, Listen, I'm a LeBron guy, man. LeBron's the reason I, I watch basketball. Man, LeBron, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with LeBron. LeBron's all over the map. He said some crazy shit two weeks ago about Boston, and I'm like, this fucking guy, man. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I heard that last week about the racist stuff. Uh, I believe they are racist with some of the crazy shit they say. I mean, he doesn't have to get into details. I mean, if LeBron says they're racist as fuck, I mean, uh, I'm going to take his word for it. Listen, I've gone to the Garden multiple times. Have they you say ever, some crazy shit. Have you ever heard anybody say anything racist? Not to me. To, to Have you ever heard me say anything racist to the players? No, I, I wasn't that close. I was, you know, middle, okay, so, middle so, of the pack. So you've never heard anybody yell the N-word at a player for no reason? I, I mean, like I said, at players, it's different. I've heard a lot of people say crazy shit to me. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get crazy shit said to me I all the time. I all the shit in the world going into the Eastern Conference Finals, game one and game five, uh, with my LeBron James jersey on. But crazy shit, oh, yeah, but defi- but is there a difference between crazy shit and racist shit? Because, like, one is, is um, one, like, crazy shit is like, okay, I go to Gillette Stadium, I get a yeah, ton of crazy. you talk about my mom, you talk about my family, yeah, but, you know, but crazy that's, shit like but that. that's not racist. No, not racist. All right, so, I, listen, I get LeBron has definitely had some crazy shit thrown at him. And you know what? He might have had something racist said to him in the garden. But to call an entire city racist as fuck based and then and then offer up no examples. And this is a guy that perpetrated a hate hoax. Let's not let's remind everybody. You know, he claimed that somebody spray painted the N word on the front gate of his house in L.A. And and they called the cops and then the cops get there and it's magically cleaned up before anybody gets there. And there's no surveillance footage of it. Listen, LeBron off the court is one of the biggest pieces of shit that I'm ever going to that you'll ever fucking. I get I get how you feel, you know, but listen, I'm with LeBron on this one. I think LeBron just put it out there, you know, and, and did not work for us just to. Let everyone know that Boston's the shittiest fans out there. That's Listen, you can, like call them, you can call them the shittiest fans yeah. out there. I agree wholeheartedly. I loathe Boston fans. No one hates Boston fans more than me. Not LeBron James, not Torrey Hunter, not Adam Jones, not fucking Jose Batista, not you, not Peyton Manning, not anybody. But wait, 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 hold on. But let, there let is nothing. In. I've never been to Gillette. I've never been to the Garden. I've never been to, made, uh, to, to Fenway and heard anybody yell anything racist. I mean, oh, like outright racist like they claim happens to them ever not once and i've been two three dozen times well wait all right, let me interject really quick but lebron forgot that four years ago 
he said that Boston was one of the, his favorite places to play because of the um, because of like the the, the the power and the energy of the city. And then they asked him flat out, "Have you ever had anyone anything anyone said anything racist to you?" And he said, "No, absolutely not." He goes, it's, I've, "He goes, I've never heard it." That was him specifically. And then two years ago, he buys in. He's a partial owner of the Boston Red Sox of the Fenway Sports Group, mm-hmm. which. It's just me. I don't know. It just it was such a weird comment. He's a it, fucking it liar. Felt, it felt it's okay. He can be your favorite basketball player, and you can still call him a liar. No, but it just goes back to it's the thing. Fine. It's fine. Like, everybody says it now. Everyone's they can be like, both things. It's like as soon as Boston, as any any team in Boston does well, everyone's like, oh, well, it's a racist fan base. It's like, exactly. It's like, come on, man. It's like you go there, you're like, hey, everybody, how's it going? It's like, oh, he secretly hates black guys. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, there's, there's no more race here than any other part of the country. And, and I, I think I think here I know. there's Boston, less they, racism Boston, 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 ever. What do, you say, what do you say to this Sean because there's, I, I got a lot of Boston fans that don't want KD they don't want to oh, do that trade I mean, that, that's on the table. I mean you have some dumb people out there like like here's the here's the thing Listen, it has nothing I don't think to do it's with just a few either. I think there's a majority that yeah, but the fact that, yeah, but hold on. Like, are you, wait, hold on. Are you, are, you suggesting, are you suggesting that Boston fans don't want KD because he's black? No, 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 no. I'm suggesting that Boston fans think the team they have in place now is good enough to win the finals, so they want to keep it as is. Okay, that's that's yeah, but that's, that's their the, that's their prerogative. But what does that have and to I've do seen with the majority of people feeling that way? More more so on the side of sure. keeping it how it is versus making the deal for KD. Because and right. I, I think it's crazy. Okay. I think they're 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 absolutely foolish. Sure, but what does that have to do with Boston being racist? No, I, I was just I was switching topics. I didn't yeah. know we were still on the racist part. Okay, well that was kind of the whole conversation leading up to this point. That's why I was why I was curious. Listen, you you can not want KD. You can want KD. I think both sides have merit. Listen, I, I think I there's think- a lot of Boston fans that sit there and say, "Look, we we took the Warriors to six games in the finals," and I'll, I'll play devil's advocate right now and I'll completely flip flop what I just said. Uh, let's we just yeah. took the Warriors to six games in the finals. We don't need Kevin Durant. We, especially now, when, hit, especially when he's, especially when he's, especially when he's, he's, he's pro, he's injury prone. He's a basket case. He allegedly doesn't want to be here. Who, who knows how long we're going to have him for? Mm-hmm. And we're giving up an integral part of our team and other pieces to get him. Now, uh, listen, I can, I, I Do can, you think maybe LeBron meant to word it differently, but he just. No. On the spot when no, asked the question, I, I, he just... I, no, I absolutely don't. No, because he doubled down on it. He, because he's been doubling down on it for the last five, six, seven years. It's It was it was so the racism strange. Thing, not, just about, not just about Boston in particular. But he said but about he's, L.A. But he plays the race card about everything. <laughs> Which I was very thrown off about. He said uh, L.A. Before he signed with L.A., he said L.A., the racist the, the thing happened to his house. He said he yep. heard racism in uh, in L.A. previously when he was a, a Cavalier. And then he goes and signs there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love it here. It's like, come on, man. You can't because do I just don't think it's, it's too out of the ordinary for some white kids in Boston to go down and drop the N-bomb. I yeah, don't think that's out of the ordinary. Yeah, and that's instantly racist right there, in my opinion. So, I mean, I don't think there's too much. Okay, so so you know what, Durant, I agree 100. percent Somebody in today's day and age, where everybody's got a camera on their phone, everybody's got Snapchat, everybody's got live TikTok. feeds, TikTok, yeah, so whatever. Your take is why hasn't anything been caught on camera? Show me one time, one instance, one, one instance, time, and I'll drop it. it but it, it, you know what, Joey's kind of right in that. I didn't think about that, but. If that happens one time, especially at any event in Boston, that goes national news. Mm-hmm. It goes coast to coast, and that's everyone being like, I told you, every person in Boston's racist. Like, people, 
purposely put videos out there of like racist KKK events happening across the, across the country, and they're like, oh, that's in Boston. When it was the video was tagged in Virginia, they're like, "Oh, that's Boston, Massachusetts." It says Virginia right in the title, like. But people like they, they just assume or it's, like, or it's New Boston, Virginia, or it's New, yeah, something yeah. ridiculous like that. Like it's, I'm just trying to say there is no more racism in Boston than anywhere else in the country. I, I'm I'm positive of that fact, and I know I'm a white person saying that, so my opinion automatically means nothing. Uh, you know what? But no, it, it really there it, is no way it with, does with how much pressure is on Boston for being racist. There's actually. Even less racism, it feels like, more than ever, Please. to be honest. It, it all ended for me when Tory Hunter and, and Adam Jones called it out, and they said that they heard racist instances, and yet nobody else did. Dude, not their teammates. The Colorado fans. Not the Red Sox. Not anybody in the stands. Nobody. Nobody heard it. Nobody saw it. Nobody can call it. Corroborate that story. Well, they, they gave him a stand. They gave uh, Adam Jones a standing ovation the next night, and he didn't even like doing it. He was like, oh, "Yeah, because okay. why? Because." Oh, they wanted to show that we're, we, we don't want. You're black. Congratulations. We love you. That was very awkward. Yeah, because it was all fake and made of up. And anybody who, and who just up. heard that story on the on its face knew it was fucking fake. Literally, it takes about six seconds of processing that to be like, yeah, I'm gonna go with no on that. Durant's not wrong. Boston fans are fucking wild, dude. Oh, I've literally had to, I've literally had to fight my way out of Fenway, Gillette, like everywhere. I, I took I, you. I took you to a practice. And people were like, hey, man, I'd totally start shit with you if you weren't so tall. And I'm right there in my big. Patriots gear. Big. Oh, big. Sorry. And I'm like, people are fucking just stupid. Like, people being stupid But it was all in good fun, though. Like, yeah. I showed up to where? I showed up to the Patriots joint practice, or their, made their, their, their highlight big primetime practice in a Vaughn Miller jersey the year after we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And guys are like... Man, fuck you. Like, but that's expected. I wore the jersey to get that reaction. Yeah, I go on vacation. I didn't I come home and be like, these racist Boston fans, if I was wearing a Bill Romanowski jersey, they wouldn't be calling telling me to fuck myself. Ask no. I go to Miami. Well, I went to Miami after I got married and I went on my honeymoon. I wore all my Patriot stuff to get on the boat. The amount of people yeah, that were Miami fans that know. gave me shit. Switching topics a little though. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I think Boston, fa- Boston fans who think they shouldn't do the deal for KD, I think they're out of their minds. Oh, I think Katie's a piece I, of shit, but I'll still do the deal. Yeah, I, I still think if you're Boston, I, look, I just said it 20 minutes ago. You get KD, you're in the driver's seat in the East. Mm, I don't know about driver's seat. Driver's seat. I feel KD's a little old. Yeah, with the Brogdon move, too. I mean, yeah, the, the, that, that, puts the Celtics, that puts the Celtics Tatum, top two. Number one Brogdon, team in the East. I say top two. Wolford, KD, and Robin Williams. That's a pretty good sign five. Yeah, I th- I agree. I think it puts I I think I don't know if it puts Boston over the top because I still think the West is stacked, but it definitely gives you a shitload better chance against Golden State should you ever rematch against them. Sure does. I think Boston had to try this, in my opinion. I mean, the only thing you I think- imagine he goes. You imagine he goes to the Heat. Forget it. He's probably going to the Heat. I mean, let's, let's be real. That's what, it feels like that's what's going to be what's going to happen. He makes moves. Yeah, I mean, they lost Bam, LeBron, and, and they put a team together right back in contention with with Butler and Bam. I mean, look, that's what listen, he does. All they'll do, all the Heat will do, is they'll keep Jimmy Butler, and they'll say anybody else on the table. You want Fat Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry? You can have him. You want Bam, <laughs> who's actually great? You can have Bam. Um, they they have great depth, and but that's Pat, Pat Riley's specialty is just finding good talent and just coaching him up. That's always been Pat Riley's specialty. So if he says, "Hey, just let me keep Jimmy Butler, and you can have anybody else you want," the Heat's a serious team. All of a sudden, with, with yeah. Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant, you goddamn right they are. That's why I'm positive he's going to the Heat. 
But I also think the Celtics are a serious team with Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant. I, I think they like, take a I, step back defensively. I feel like we're too chicken. We're too chicken. We're not going to listen. I still think they're. Good. I still think they're good enough to do hey, it. I'm but. gonna. I'm gonna get out of here and let you guys finish the show. But uh, All right, thank you, right, guys. Appreciate hey, it, Joe. I actually, uh, I got a proposition for you. What's up? Um, the next next uh, football party we have at your house. I want to challenge you to uh, throw in the football contest. I, I I feel like I could throw it farther than you. I mean, we all know I could throw it farther than darkness. We all know that. Yeah, I mean that's. Probably true. I haven't thrown a football in shit. I don't know three years, but I could I could practice a little bit. I could probably warm up. I, I feel like I could still get a sixty yard bomb out of my out of my right arm. Not me. Just one time. Not even close. But yeah, I'm I'm with it. Yeah, next party, man. We'll have to. Uh, I we'll feel like, I feel like I could out throw you with these guns. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I, I'm with it. I, I, I'm always up for a good challenge. Last time I got challenged in one of these, I lost by a cunt hair. Um, yeah. I mean, you'd smoke me in dark. So, I mean, that's I that's look not for something else. Yeah, that's not. Um, but that's that's most people, though. So don't feel bad. <laughs> hey, it's been real, guys. Nice talking with you, man. All right, bud. Right. Talk Adios. to you later. Later. All right, well, we'll end it there. We'll keep the David Ortiz. You know, all we got to really say about David Ortiz being immortalized is hose mad. That's a, that's a hilarious hat that he wore. That was the best hat ever. And I every time I see a Yankees fan crying that David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame, I'm just going to post that picture of him smiling ear to ear with that famous David Ortiz smile and the hose mad hat on. I, I just absolutely love all the stories. Are the Yankees going to win the World Series this year? Probably. Probably going to get Juan Soto in a couple of days. They're probably going to win the World Series. They're probably yeah. at least be in the AL- ALCS against the Astros. Dude, I just don't get baseball right and now. It it's you know, I'm, I'm telling you, hose mad, uh, hose mad. Shout out to our boy David Ortiz, played on the Red Sox when everybody actually cared about the Red Sox. Now everybody hates the ownership group and don't, doesn't understand what the fuck. Well, is going you know on. what? It's the the good thing is if you hate the ownership of the Red Sox, the feeling is mutual. I'm not going to. They hate team. you too. I'm not going to join it. They hate you. I know. They, they they literally come out and tell you that you're racist, you're a piece of shit, you're a middle-class white male, Sean. They hate you. That's yeah, very true. They fucking hate you. And then they tell us, hey, we really can't afford uh, Xander and Rafael Devers. It's like, all right, we have to keep one of them. And they're like, no, no, you don't get it. We can't afford any of them. It's like, what you mean? But we can afford Chris Sale while he's on IR. But, uh, but like, that's what the, the most furying part about being a Red Sox fan is right now, is that we're under the salary cap by a lot, and they're like, we can't afford either of these guys. And you're looking around, you're like, the fuck? What do you mean? Ticket prices are going up. Exponentially. So we got the really expensive white pitcher, but we can't afford the too expensive black. We have one pitcher. Everyone else is hurt. Mm. I don't know. I'm just so frustrated. Starting to wonder who the real racists are here. And you then, can change the name of Yaki Way all you want, John Henry, but we're on to you. And then everyone complained when they got Bloom. They're like, you better not do the Tampa route where you go oh, dirt they're doing, cheap. They're doing the Tampa route. And then he's just like, and you can just see Haim. Like, I can't stand that name. Just call him Chaim. Haim is just like. Ooh, baby, the draft picks I'm going to get for all these guys in a couple of days. If they trade away X endeavors, I'm not watching the Red Sox again until the until Henry sells the team. I haven't watched the Red Sox game since they were in the ALCS against the Astros. I watch from time to time. I don't have time though. It's too many games. They've gone all. I've watched the Yankees. I've watched the Astros. I've watched the Dodgers. I've watched the Giants. I've watched the Padres. If they trade, I've watched the Mets. I've watched who else have I had? I've watched a a plethora of games. Not once. You. I will not. You. You could tell me right now you're getting free box seats to Fenway 
You don't even have to drive in. We're going to limo you in. VIP parking. Everything's on the house. You can even go hang out in the clubhouse. All right, shut up. I'm going. No. Shut up. Not a chance in hell. Come on. Nope. You can go in Yankees gear. Not doing it. Shut the hell up. Yeah, it's Come on. It's a once in a life. I would thing. rather pay to go to Yankee Stadium than go to Fenway for free. All right. Anyway, I'm doing that deal. But listen, if they trade Xander and they keep the Devers. Next, the Red Sox game I watch will be conveniently if they're if it's on TV and it's convenient for me when they're playing the Astros. Okay. But this like this right now this moment is John Lester 2.0 all over again. They're like, "Oh, you know, we really can't afford John and we lowballed him." Listen, you can't afford if you say you can't afford Devers and then you trade him away, mm-hmm. people are going to res- we already resent them for John Lester who just retired like a season ago and he played phenomenally for like the rest he, of his he career. He was a fucking hero in this town. Beat cancer, yeah. came back. Beat cancer, throws a perfect game or a no hitter, whatever. No hitter, no hitter. And and then they're just like wins the World Series, and you're like, we'll give you forty million dollars. He's like, over what? Yeah, per year, and he's like, slapped him in his fucking face. I mean, I would love to see you know Jared Schuster come back to his hometown, but not under this ownership group. No I, thanks. Please, I just who's who's out there. Elon Musk, you interested in buying a baseball team, you crazy bastard. Listen, I might have just hit the uh, Mega Millions for like $800 million, and I'll use, that as a, I'll use that as a down payment. Well, you wouldn't get $800 million. You would get... Like 405 like 400 No, you would get 480 after taxes. Okay, that's still... But it's 840 right now, yeah. so you're getting a little bit more than half. Yeah, about right. $480 million. That's You know what? I wouldn't though. even buy it. I wouldn't even buy it. You know what I would do? I would just go buy a WNBA team and then fold it. To be fair. <laughs> I'd buy a WNBA team and just be like, yeah, we're done. Bye. You're all fired. Go away. Like, here's my problem. Do you a favor. I, I know we have to pay taxes. I get it. Whatever. But if you're giving that much in taxes, you should be able to say, I want a Secret Service team with me at all time for the rest of my life because I just gave you Literally $400 million. Almost a half a billion dollars. Yes. Like, I want at least two people with me. I want presidential time. level protection. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. W- w- what would be wrong with asking? Isn't for that such? It's just you know, taxation is theft, and I'm that not that much. I'm not gonna, you know, it's just that meme. Like, all right, please don't get political. <laughs> me after two beers, taxation is theft, and it's like, oh god, here we go. And it shows the guy on the boat dumping. Yeah. Oh. Gee. Oh, someone said no. Someone did a new one. Someone's like taxation is theft, and the guy is throwing like Apple products off of the boat. And the guy's like, "What the fuck are you doing? That's my product." <laughs> uh, all right, Sean, let's end it there. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. We'll be back next Tuesday night, eight thirty p.m. NFL. Paul will be back next week. Maybe uh, he couldn't make it tonight. He's on. He's on a little vacation, a little hiatus. He's stuck with weather. He said. Uh, yeah, but um, we'll be back next Tuesday night, eight. 30 p.m. more NFL training camp. We are now officially in the time of year where you just pray to God that you don't open up your phone and see an alert from your favorite team's Twitter beat writer that that, uh, there was a non-contact injury and the stretcher is out. Um, So, you know, fingers crossed. We'll get into fantasy football as uh, the summer goes along. Uh, But other than that, brother... Good show. Thank hey. you all for joining us. Appreciate it. Make sure it. you give us a like and a share. The show will be up on Spotify right as pretty much as soon as we're done uh, within the hour. And yeah. uh, I got to get up in, uh, what time is this? 1030? Uh, I got to be at Ryan's house in about four and a half hours. That's why he said go to sleep. Yes, we're going. I'm going. We're going tuna fishing in the morning. So. Uh, I am out for vengeance. Remember last year we lost that monster? First of all, every time, and I know Ryan's not listening right now. Can you please relay this to Ryan? Yeah. 
every time he takes a photo when he goes out fishing, it looks like he brutally slaughters like a, a human being on that boat. Oh, bro, I fishing know is it's from, blood. I know it's from the fish, but everyone on the boat is so, soaked in blood. It looks like an episode of Dexter. There's just so much blood. He does no attempt to clean it up. He's like, leave it. Well, he, it's you, a warning you clean to everybody it up when you else. Get home. I know, but like yeah. you take you taking pictures of the show, like what you just got. This is everyone's soaked in blood. It's like, did you kill six people and like lose half your men in the ship to get this one fish? I, I am out for blood tomorrow. If if we get if we get it, I'm eating its fucking heart. Just I'm gonna pull it out of no, the no, do not do that. Because last year we lost we lost a monster last year after oh. an hour's worth of fighting it. You showed me the video. I think you were with Ryan. It was like three, four, maybe even five years ago now. And Ryan took a bite of the heart. And I wanted to oh, I wasn't there with him. I was, oh, you weren't? No, I, I, to I was. Up. Yeah, I was there. But I maybe I was it. with Ryan. I think it was maybe one of your drafts. There and is it. nothing cooler than just killing an apex predator oh. and then eating its heart. <laughs> I am an 800 pound tuna. I will kill you as a lion. I will drag <laughs> you to the middle of the ocean and drown you. <laughs> that movie is so underrated. The other guys. It really is. Fucking classic. But uh, all right, Sean, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much. I got to get up super early. Yep. I mean, it, it's to the point now. It's like, do I even go to bed? Yes, you have to. At least get a nap because you're going I, I I to sap all your strength. I got to take at least a little nappy poo. A little nappy poo. But I got to pack the cooler. You know, I got I, I got celebratory beers, which I think my goal tomorrow is going to be 10 before 10. Oh, my God. So Your, your body's like, listen, sir, <laughs> we are not youthful. <laughs> we Listen, this is not 2007, okay? I don't know what you're thinking. I'm like, shut up, bitch. Just like stab myself in the liver. Like, shut up. You do what I tell you. Ah, and Ryan's like, this is a lot more blood than usual. Joe's like, nah, I'm good. Don't I'm worry good. about don't it. I'm good. Don't worry about it's it. It's the fish. Just give me another nip of birdie juice. All right, Sean. All thanks right. for joining me, bud. We'll uh, be back next week with a full house. Adios. And uh, football season will be in full swing. And uh, we will go from there. We forgot the Motorsports Minute tonight, but that's okay. I don't know shit. Final race of the Formula One season coming up Sunday morning before the summer break. So uh, get it while you can. Not me. We'll see you all next week. Later. For Rowan Z1, I'm Joey Fats, Mr. Bentoncourt. Peace.